Coming to you from the weirdest city in the world, Austin, Texas. This is the Sports Buzz. With your host, Spencer Spillman. God damn it, man. I swear you guys whip on me 13 or 14 more times. I'm out of here. And his co-host, Zach Chandonet. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup! And of course, the extremely unqualified producer, Ballot. I have no idea what I'm doing, but I know I'm doing it really, really well. Time to sit back, crack open a cold one, and enjoy the ride. Here's your host, Spencer Spillman. What's up, everybody? We're back for another episode of the Sports Buzz. My name is Spencer Spillman. My co-host, Zach Shannon And our own qualified producer out of the screen here. Ballad. You're always gonna be nameless. You know, me and Zach held down the fort. It's it's been it's been a weird week with Thanksgiving and um trying to figure things out. Right? Uh, time. <laughs> um you know we You're yeah, gonna have to give him a break, everybody. This is Ballad's first time live, so he's he's a little nervous. A little right nervous. Now. A little nervous, um, but you know we are we are still still here and we are um, still gonna be talking sports, and we're still sponsored by Strangeland Brew. Absolutely. I, I don't know how or why they like us, but they keep giving us free beer. A beer for any occasion. Yeah. Thank you. For, there we go. For joining the party. Good job. Thank you. Cheers, Spencer. Cheers. You're you're a little far away this time. Um, so, as you guys can see, I don't know if you can see on there, um, we do have a bit of a new setup here. We're in a new room. And, uh, you know, Ballad, Ballad said he had a surprise for us this week, and, and he teased it on social media. He wouldn't tell us until we showed up today. Turns out Ballad didn't really surprise us at all. It was it was actually his incredible girlfriend. Shout out to Haley. Yeah, Haley, thank you so much. The, the microphone's... Um, we're definitely a great surprise from you, not from our unqualified producer ballot. <laughs> but but I'll say, without me, there are no microphones. That that's that's undisputed. That's that's it true. cannot be argued. So Ooh, I'm there. you're right. You're right. Um, I, I got to give a big uh, thank you to Haley as well. Yeah, she, she tried to surprise me. But after she bought them, she was she was so excited that she she couldn't hold it in herself. Yeah. <laughs> so so she she told me, and I'm glad she could uh, uh, finally buy me something I could use. That that was that that part is, that is great. Uh, I think she's um, she may be listening live right now. So hi, Thanks, babe. Hi. Um, I do want to say what's up to everybody. Anybody, if you are listening to us, watching us on Facebook. Um, we'll be live for a little bit. We're going to go through some, some segments here. Um, we are the Sports Buzz. Uh, we are Sports Buzz on Facebook, um, at Sports Buzz TX on Twitter. I'm on Twitter and Facebook. Um, I'm on Twitter, Spencer underscore Spillman. Zach is at FrenchBean89. FrenchBean89. And that guy over there in the corner who you can't see, um, <coughs> Excuse me. 
You can always hassle our producer Ballad at Z Ballad. At Z Ballad, yeah, give him give him some crap. You know, he he tries to act like he does stuff for us. He doesn't. I have never I gotta said that I do anything for I gotta this. say though, he got us a follow from the faux Tom Herman on Twitter. Really? That was pretty good stuff this weekend. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I saw that. Working um, on not even here, boys. And and you know it's funny, we we tried to give all the credit to Ballad earlier about the microphones or we we're super stoked about it. And he was like, no, Haley did that. Okay, all right. Well, thanks, Haley. And then we go to the cooler to grab some beers. And, you know, we're like, hey, man, Zach even, Ballad even uh, took all the safety took, caps off. Took the caps off and had them all spread out perfectly in the cooler. And he goes, um, um, I actually can't take credit for that either. No, shout out to Adam from Strangeland Brewery making that easy on us, taking the training wheels off. <laughs> Um, I may be a lot of things, but I'm not someone to take credit for something I did not do. Uh, man, is there anything you can take credit for? Uh, n- not yet. We'll, we'll, we'll see if we can uncover <laughs> that as, as the show we'll, goes we'll on. We'll see how it goes. I don't think there's much. All right. Um, yeah, so I do want to thank Haley. I do want to thank, uh, our great sponsors, Strangeland Brewery. Um, thanks, thanks so much for hooking us up, guys. We, we hope you're, uh, we're making you proud a little bit. Um, we're definitely going to keep drinking your beer whether you sponsor us or not, but we do appreciate the sponsor and we'd like to keep that going. So we'll try and make you proud. Um, so yeah, Thanksgiving, we were talking about that. It was a weird week. Um, Jack, what'd you do for Thanksgiving? Well, made the trip up with my lady. Shout out to you, lady. Uh, we went up to Irving, had a family Thanksgiving Uh, with her parents over at her parents' place. Uh, her cousin came down from Utah with a brand new baby, so we got to play with, with Lil' Kira there you go. Uh, over the weekend. Saw some good football, ate some great food. Shout out, Mama Hammett, the food, delicious. Mama Hammett never disappoints. Never, 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 never. I need to make a trip up there soon this year. So, uh, yeah, we just had a nice, calm Thanksgiving at her parents' place and had a little Friendsgiving while we were up there, too, so it was awesome. There you go. Right on. Spencer, how about you? Man, I'm not gonna lie. My Thanksgiving was uh, a little sad this year. You know, I didn't, I didn't go hang out with any family. Uh, I had to work Thanksgiving Day. You know, working in a call center for a retail company. Um, you know, you gotta work. A heavy grind. Yeah, yeah. I know so what I, you mean, man. Uh, tomorrow's my first day off in nine days, and I'm really looking forward to uh, going out playing some golf. Um, you, but I've been working a lot, so. And it's just been it's just been kind of depressing, you know. I've got to see, I got to been be with my girl at least a little bit. You know, she was with her family for Thanksgiving, sure, obviously. Sure. But you know, it's kind of depressing just sitting at home, not doing anything. Didn't get to watch any football really. Um, I watched a lot of highlights. Gotta get, get that TiVo, man. I know. I do have TiVo. I do actually have well, TiVo. Um, you gotta get set on that stuff, man. But Ballad, you know, you were in you were in Alabama. There's no way that your Thanksgiving could have been any better than mine, even though I was working the whole time. I had a great Thanksgiving. <laughs> um, it was a really good time. I got plenty of stories to share uh, from my travels throughout the show, but you know, there, there, there was there was one problem with my Thanksgiving. Um, there, there was one thing, and and the biggest problem was that in Alabama. They don't sell Strangeland Brewery. They, it's impossible to get it. You know, I did see a you, picture. I did see a picture on Facebook, and you were not drinking a Strangeland Brew, and I, I definitely called you out on it. Yeah, you know, um, I, I, and it's not to say I didn't try to bring some. I brought plenty. 
Um, but I, I, I drank it all in the first uh, first day that I was on my trip. It's it's so delicious. It goes down so smooth. It's hard to uh, hard to hold that stuff on when it's a rookie mistake. Yeah, yeah. I know. Um, I mean, it's hard when you're gonna leave the the great city of Austin, Texas, ballot. You're just gonna run into those problems every time. Yeah, and, and as you guys know, you know, Strange Land, you can get it here in Central Texas. Um, it's brewed at the uh, their brewery at BK's Road and 360, right behind Hat Creek Burgers. And you can stop by there on Fridays and Saturdays from five to nine. Try any of their 14 beers on tap, which. We're gonna to try to do it on Saturday, aren't we, guys? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And my birthday next week. Old man, make a little weekend out of old it. Old man's uh, turning 27, so yeah, we definitely gotta try and make a trip out there, go see the guys. Yeah. So you know, like I mentioned, I I brought some with me. I stopped at HEB and picked it up. Uh, for you guys that don't have HEB, if you don't, you can get it at Whole Foods, Spec, and any other local bottle shop around you. But uh, I met up with Chad in New Orleans, so really, uh, that stuff got drank immediately um <laughs> i bet that uh, i bet that was kind of a shit show to say the least to say the least can't wait to hear about that a little later on yeah we're gonna have chad call in later talk some college hoops and texas in particular um but tonight you know we're in good shape because we got plenty of the austinite pills to drink uh which is a beer for any occasion for any occasion any occasion we're drinking a little bit more than just that i'm drinking a a plowshare. I got a pills. I got I got a couple beers here. Adam yeah. looked it up. We got a variety pack tonight. Yeah. yeah, and I gotta say, drinking this beer is probably the favorite, my favorite part of doing this show every single week. Uh, hands down, this beer makes the show. It's it's probably the only reasons why I host this podcast. Um, and and if you're listening right now, <laughs> whether you're joining us on Facebook Live or if you're on the podcast, uh, stop, stop what you're doing. We'll wait. Go pick up some Strangeland Brew. Bring it home so you can drink around with us. We're going to wait just a second, you know, do what you got to do. All right, and I think the waiting's over. Okay. So well. um, definitely go ahead, and if you're watching on on uh, Facebook with us right now, um, please please share us with your friends. Let them, let them know you're watching, uh, and, and tell them that you heard about Strangeland Brew. Please go pick up some of that beer, and let them know you heard about it from our show. Go check out the brewery. We'll be out there Saturday. If y'all want to know when, just let us know. We'll be out there celebrating the old man over here. Um, I know that they're going to appreciate it because they're they're good guys, right, Zach? Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean you met them. They're, they're good guys, and, and even even guys like you, they will treat with kindness. That's just kind of the strange Even our out. awful friends will let in? Yeah, probably. I'll Pro- have to, probably. Yeah, we'll we'll have to as check long as that. you let them know you're with Sports Buzz, yeah. I'm sure it'll be a yeah. good time. So... I did see that um, that they had a. Did you guys see the Facebook video I posted? From I saw Facebook? that. Yeah. Yeah, the beer poking with the hot poker in the beer. I wasn't paying attention. I'm I want to try that. I missed out. that one. I want to try that out. That looks kind of cool. I'm sure, it set it up for us. Um, let's get into some sports. Yeah, stuff. we'll talk some sports. Yeah, I guess that is kind of what we. I think that's what we do. That is kind of what we do. We're experts, right? <laughs> you guys are the experts. Um, I mean. What you got, Spencer? What do you got? It's a big weekend in sports. The biggest story of the week, um, as a Texas sports show, is obviously Charlie Strong being fired. And Tom Herman hired the day after. I mean, it didn't... It took a mere hours. It took hours for them to fire Charlie Strong and hire Tom Herman. 
Well, and I think this was days in the making. I think everybody kind of saw this. You coming. had to I know mean, it was coming. It was a it was a dog and pony show from the loss of Kansas. I wouldn't even be surprised if this was kind of a foregone conclusion at that point. Yeah, it was just kind of a shame, you know. Honestly, with Charlie Strong is just such a likable guy. Uh, I mean, the way he carries himself, the way he talks, the way he cares about his players. I mean, everything about him just says nice guy, good coach. Just didn't work out for him at Texas, and that's kind of a shame, you know, especially as Longhorn fans. That's hard to why, see. Why but do the, you, the dog and pony show that they dragged him through was why just do you a think, joke, man. Why do you think Charlie Strong didn't work out? Because I've, I've been thinking about this, and I've been trying to figure out why. Because he, he had success at Louisville. He had success as a coordinator at Florida. Well, and it's not that he didn't recruit well. We got pretty exactly. good talent on exactly. this team. Exactly. You know, but honestly, where did that where did that talent go? I mean, we talked about this last year with Charlie Strong and questioning whether or not we should let him go after two years. And I think from that point on, we're just walking on eggshells. Regardless of what happens, they either have to outright be good and win, or it was it was to the grave for Charlie. And I think he was just kind of doomed from the beginning, man. It wasn't yet. I feel like as many people that back Charlie here as Longhorn supporters... I feel like there were as many that just battled it from the get-go, and and that's just never going to fly, and it was just always hard for the fans, it was always hard for the players, and it didn't help that he cycled through assistance like nobody's business. Yeah, and that's that's what I really, really drew it up to, was the fact that, God, the guy fired, what, over 10 coaches, and, and moved, or demoted, or... I mean, it was ridiculous how many coaches were in and out of that program yeah. in three years. Yeah. And... It was a. It was the same story that we were talking about with Mac Brown. The talent never evolved. I mean, you saw it this year with Malik Jefferson. Malik was a stud his freshman year. He was all raw talent. This year, all Big Twelve freshmen. Yeah, and this year he was projected as a Big Twelve Defensive Player of the Year, and he just disappointed. And and there was no. And he got benched to try and wake him up. But it's like, no, you got to coach him up. Not wake him up. He, he should have already been awake. You should have been coaching him to be one of the best linebackers, not in the Big 12, but in the country. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's 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 weird, man, because when you really look at it, too, and you look at what we saw and how we feel versus the numbers, ever since Charlie Strong got rid of Vance Bedford, his defense started creating turnovers. They started playing better better granted not good but better it wasn't great and here in the last three weeks of the season you know we still can't tackle anybody which yeah. is the biggest issue in my opinion but yeah it well, was better it was better with charlie and yeah. and that's the thing is you know I, I feel bad for charlie for the situation that yeah. just got shouldered on yeah. him i think he did a great job with these players i think they have a lot of respect for him and, and it's good to see that he cared about the players and they cared about him it was just the situation was kind of set to be well, a, a boomer failure, and, and that's the unfortunate part about it. I, I, I wish him the best. I think I he'll too. get a I good coaching job. I think he'll have to start over at defensive coordinator, but I think that's what he's good at. Yeah, and I, I think that that's what, what he should get. I don't think he'll get a head coaching job unless it's a small school. Um, not a small school, <laughs> but a lesser school. Charlie's definitely going to get a head coaching job somewhere. Somewhere, maybe. But he needs. I think it depends on what he wants to do. I can see him. I can see him being a defensive coordinator at. A, I think he would rather school. go to a, a school. Power Five conference, yes. probably the SEC, yes. the ACC, 
something like that and go back as a defensive yep. coordinator he somewhere. Knows, he knows Florida. He I knows mean, Florida. Good. I can he see went it to in the Florida SEC. State. Yep. Jimbo Fisher got him in there at DC. They can use a defense. That would be they can use a that defense. Scary. And Jimbo's staying too. Yeah, for sure. Um so we'll talk about the coach that we hired, um, Tom Herman. Um man, everybody wanted Tom Herman. Everybody said he was the guy to get. LSU was trying to fire for him. And all sorts of schools in the country were trying to get him. And I just don't Charlie Strong to Baylor. Really. Image problem fixed. It's a really good point. Debatable. Who said that? That's my father. That would be that would be him. Yeah. Thank you, Mr. Ballad. I do appreciate Uncle Max, smarter counterpart over here. Yeah, Max brother. There we go. Um, yeah, man. Tom Herman was was highly sought after in the country as the hottest coach. He's a good coach in the country. He's a good coach. He's a good coach. Four or five losses over the last... And, you know, he's been at Texas. He's been there. He he was there for the national championship team, if I'm not mistaken. Um, he was a grad assistant, I believe, in 99. Um, so he, he knows the program, and, and UT knows him well. The one thing that I'm not okay with is the way he handles the media. And it's it's shown its ugly head in the past few days where he gets in arguments with he he went on a radio show and and argued with somebody because they they put out a rumor that he was talking with um what was it uh Kyle Allen from AM and he said no absolutely not like you're you're making up lies that didn't happen but really it was because he was trying to get a different recruit didn't want the other recruit like I'm talking to this recruit I don't want you putting out these rumors and he just he doesn't know how to handle the media and if he couldn't handle it at Houston how the hell is he gonna handle it at Texas I mean Texas everything is magnified and there's sure. no there's nothing that gets that goes unnoticed and I just don't I don't know how you can handle the media the way he does and the way his wife starts blowing up the same reporter that he had an argument with, starts blowing him up on Twitter, like, come on, man, like, grow up. You, you're professional. There's a, if you're going to be the coach of Texas, you have to overlook that. And the, and the Austin, the Austin area media, especially Kurt Bowles and the Austin American Statesman, they're pretty harsh on the University of Texas. They don't, they don't tread lightly. They no, do not. They do not hold back on their words. Absolutely not. And, and I can't see that Tom Herman comes here and just all of a sudden is okay with people giving him scrutiny for being the head coach of the University of Texas. But he should know what it means to be at the University of Texas. He's been here. I I think he's come around to what what it's going to take. I mean, obviously, it's going to be a new experience. He's going to need to kind of learn a few things as he comes over to UT. But I think all in all, we're going to look at it and say he's probably the right coach for right now. I he's going to come in yeah. and be tough. You, you know, Houston's defense has been extremely good. Granted, yep. their losses that they've lost to he's unranked opponents are He's an offensive-minded coach, though. But he's created good defenses. Yeah, he's absolutely yeah. I mean, a quarterback coach, wide receivers coach. That's what he's been 
outside of being an OC or head coach. Yeah, I'm with, I'm with Zach. You know, if, if the only thing that we have to complain about so far about Tom Herman is that he's not good with the media, like, I'm fine with overlooking that. I think as becoming the head coach of Texas, you can, you can grow from that and, and overcome it. He has so many good things going for him that I, I think we have to give him you know the support he needs in the off season, and I'm optimistic <laughs> about looking into uh, what's going to happen with Texas football. I mean, yeah. absolutely. We're we're going to have to give him the benefit of the doubt, and and you know I don't think we honestly gave Charlie the benefit of the doubt. I think we wanted to at the beginning, yeah. but I don't think it was fully given to Charlie. And so I think the biggest difference is we'll accept Tom Herman, and we want Tom Herman, and we'll give him the benefit of the doubt. And I think Tom Herman wants to be at Texas. You know, I oh, yeah, I, know, I, I, know I know he does. Don't like what Tom Herman did to his team at Houston. I don't like the flat out lying in in interviews before the game. I yeah. don't like lying to your players. And I think that's that I think thing. that's yeah. weird. I think that's, that's another that's, thing. I think it's Shut shady. The hell up. But I think at the end of the day, he is a good coach. I think he's the right fit right now for what Texas is. And I think moving forward, honestly, we can kind of grow from this. We're going to be loaded with talent this next year. So yeah. what he can do with that talent is going to be a big indicator because he had talent at Houston and he did well with it. Well, he's what got, can he do with talent he's, elsewhere? He's got one of the one of the better offensive lines. I mean, that offensive line, even with all the injuries this they've year, they're young. They're they're young. Yeah, and exactly. They've, and they've been they've gotten better even with injuries. Um, and Shane Bichelle's going to grow. I hope so. And. He does want to bring in. Apparently, he does want to bring in Kyle Allen, and we do have Sam Ellinger coming in this year from Westlake, so um, a local awesome talent. And so there's going to be a competition. It's not going to be Shane's job. It's true. Herman's not going to come in and say, Shane, it's your job. It's going to be a competition. It's an open competition. And I, I know Major's situation is a little sticky with Texas, but. If they could bring Major here, I think he would still be well receptive. I want Major. I would love to have Major as an OC Ma- or at least a quarterback coach. I think he could do. Big I think as an assistant OC with with Sterling, I think that would be kind of interesting well, to see. They were canned. Everybody was fired. I heard. Sterling was. I didn't hear that Sterling was. I heard it was cleared out. That's wow. the report um, that I heard was all coaches were cleaned out. Wow. I heard that too. And you know what? I'm honestly happy. Yeah. I do not like Sterling Gilbert. I think, you know, when you look at these last two losses we had, the play calling was awful from the offense. So, Austin Walker. What's up, A-Walk? Um, we were talking about Tom Herman being the hottest coach in the coaching job, coaching name. Um, A-Walk says, correction, Cliff Kingsbury was the hottest coach. He's definitely the best-looking coach. He is the No best homo. Look. He is the best-looking coach you're right a you're right i'll give him that um but tom herman has what is it eight victories against man and that's and that's the thing that i've heard the most is it's not about his losses because a lot of his losses came when there was a big there's not a lot there's not a lot well no i mean i'm talking this year only sure you look at his big wins this year first game of the year ou and then he beats louisville i mean he's won some big games he's beaten Big yeah. time teams. So, and the games he did law it lose. You know the it was always right when there was a huge talk about him. Exactly. You know that. You know they find out that they're not going to be included in the Big Twelve expansion, or they're not going to expand at all. Yep. And they drop a game to to yep. SMU. Navy's you know turned out to be a half decent football team, and which um, is good for him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and and you know. We'll get into Navy here in a little bit because there's a weird deal with Navy if if they win this week. Um, and, but, and, but going back to Houston, yeah, 
Well, but, but before we move on to the Houston game, let's get to know Tom Herman a little bit. I got a Tom Herman trivia question for you, you guys. Oh, of course goodness. you do. Here we go. Um, for you guys. For you. Yeah, and the listeners, chime in if you can. Um, we know that Tom Herman is coach at Houston. Now he's going to be the coach of Texas, but he's coached at three other Texas colleges before this. Without looking at your laptop, Spencer. I was about to go to ESPN to look up scores for. Can, can you name the other three coaches that he's had coaching positions, or the other three Texas colleges he's had coaching Texas. positions at? Shoot, I know he was at Ohio State. I know he's at Texas. I'm not a geography major, but Ohio State will be he was outside at of Texas. He was at the He was at the University of Texas. That's not included, by the way. No, he was at Ohio State. Okay, we know this. That's outside of yeah, Texas. He though. said Iowa State. He That's also, also outside of Texas. He's also at Iowa State. Oh, okay. I looked um, this up earlier. I know I was two, that's two at strikes. <laughs> that's two strikes, gentlemen. I know he was at Texas. That's other, not included. So we're in saying the other than Houston. He's other not, than Houston, other than Texas. Not included at Texas because he was a graduate assistant at the time. But he also coached on the national championship team as a. He was at Rice. He was at one of the best FCS teams, Sam Houston State. And did he come to Texas State? To our alma mater. Yeah, I was gonna say. I thought I, I thought Cheers I heard to that. the Bobcats. Yeah. He was at Texas yeah. State. I'm I'm giving Zach all the points on that. He carried you through that, Spencer. No, I did hear that he was at I did hear that he was at Texas State. I but so, I didn't know. Something all missing the about when he was at Texas at Texas State, I mean of all schools, Texas State, he led the Southland Conference in total offense. It was ranked eighth in the nation in scoring as an offensive coordinator. I believe, yeah, offensive coordinator, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, okay. if anything, he's going to bring offense to the University well, of Texas. Well, that's, like that's been his MO before. for sure. Yeah, that's been his MO. He's been, I mean, he started as a wide receivers coach. He grew into a quarterback's coach and then was an OC QB coach until he got his head coaching job. Yeah, so, and I read somewhere that, it, and this is a true stat, in Rice, he smashed like 40 different records in his first season. It was ridiculous. Well, that's it's Rice. Um, I mean, it's the Ivy League of Texas. I mean, that's he's, not he's saying much. He's Tom Herman. He he lost to SMU and Navy and. Shut the hell up! You can't throw Navy into that lump. Navy is a good football team, and they've shown it this year. Say what? They're, exactly. They're not. They're good. Decent. They're good. They're they're a ranked team. They deserve to be ranked. They're twenty five, right? No, they're like 19th. You're right. They're less than that. Um, let's talk about that Houston. Yeah, I game. mean, let's talk about Houston. I mean, they're the real problem. Let's talk about Houston. What an exciting game this weekend. Oh, I you mean you mean watching so them get happy. beat again by a mediocre team? Shut the hell up. Yeah, let me talk because this is big. This was a good Go game. This was a really good game from the get-go. Uh, second play from scrimmage. Memphis runs an RPO stretch quarterback run to the right. Wait, what school? What school did they play? Memphis. Memphis, okay. Memphis. Or, or, the Tigers. Didn't they used to be good in basketball with Derrick Rose? Bowl eligible team. Pretty good. That's their third in the East in the SEC. They're a good team. They're not in the SEC. That's a fake stat. I mean, you can look it up. But They're not in the SEC. Anyways, second play from scrimmage, 67-yard pass. Right up the right sideline, wide open receiver. It was an amazing play. Good things. Um, Memphis took half, 34-17. They scored touchdowns on their first three drives of the game. Super impressive. Um, Houston was scrambling, you know. 
that first touchdown right before they ran the play, the commentators were talking about how good Houston's defense is and how <laughs> opportunistic they've been. And then the safety bites on this play, and it's a busted coverage. It's a beautiful play. And it only went from there. The The game only got better because Houston being down at halftime gets the football back in the second half, and they cut the lead to three going into the fourth quarter. They were down 17, cut it to three after two touchdowns in the third. Then all hell broke loose in this game. With seven minutes to go, Houston took the lead, 37-34. And then Memphis drives down the field, and on third and seven, Riley Ferguson, the quarterback from Memphis, lobs a dime towards the back of the end zone, right side of the field, to Anthony Miller, 35-yard score on third and seven. Huge play for Memphis to get them back in the game. They took the lead 41-37. Houston responds, drives all the way down the field, second and goal. Greg Ward Jr. scrambles off to the right-hand side and is just the most patient scramble. He just glides to the sideline and finally throws this pass out of bounds. Clearly out of bounds for his receiver, but Chance Allen, who had a huge game, Jumps up, snags the ball, and with both toes, comes down in the end zone. Great catch. Huge catch. It was amazing to watch. And the patience from Greg Ward Jr., everybody was falling in love with it. They were all over Greg Ward Jr., but Chance Allen did all of the work. It was a beautiful grab. So Houston takes the lead, 44-41. And with... Let's see, what was it? 349 left in the game. This guy's got a page of notes on one game. Sorry, 100, 120, a minute 29 left in the game. Everybody thought, it's too much time. Nobody has stopped anybody in this entire game. Somebody's going to score here, right? Maybe we get overtime. Maybe we get this crazy game, right? It was crazy. Uh, five plays, 72 yards. Memphis drives down. They start off with a scramble from Riley Ferguson, who had an incredible game, uh, get a 30-yard pass, then Houston commits pass interference to move Memphis even closer to the end zone. They get a short run from their running back to set them up, and then an incompletion sets sets the, the game for really what was the game-winning grab. And on a 10-yard slant route, uh, what was it Anthony Miller? Second touchdown of the game, nice little grab, no no defense up the middle, it was beautiful. You know, I... It was absolutely beautiful. You know, I keep hearing you, you talk about this game, and I just don't, I don't care, you know? <laughs> I, 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 it doesn't matter to me. It was amazing to watch, dude. It was All a I great, know is absolutely that, great I, game. I watched I know the football is, game, it was a, it was a great just football game. Yeah, I'm sure it was, I'm sure it was, but all I can see in that game is that it was another... Tom Herman coached Houston Cougars team that what, got beat by a lesser team. What was amazing though is I was I was interested in the in the pregame interview with Tom Herman and in the tunnel outside yeah. the locker room and you know he was just flat out asked, you know, well, what is your agent doing? And at that point I think he just got frustrated and to go to your point, he's not good with the media. And that frustration was very visible on his face. And he just flat out said it was absolutely false, which we all know to be untrue at this point. But it was it was great to go from that to a really good football game because the first half you thought, 
holy shit, Me- Memphis is about to just trounce Houston on the road. Oh. <clears throat> and, and it was great. It was it was a great football game. So, my boy Andrew Rollins, he says, uh, is Tom Herman a bust at Texas? Is UT five years behind A&M hiring a coach uh, from the University of Houston? And Texas Tech defense to improve next year because they can't get any worse than last in the NCAA. Texas Tech's defense is never going to improve. Get over that question well, they're because last. They're that's last. terrible. They're, they're, they're one of the worst in the league. But who cares? If you're outside of the top 100, you see you're irrelevant. Herman, you see Tom Herman as a bust. Um, I don't see him as a bust. I don't see him as it's a championship crazy. coach. It's crazy to even be saying that this early. I it's, don't, a, it's a fair question. It's, it's a, fair not question. a fair question. I think Tom Herman will recruit well in the state of Texas. He'll I think recruit he's shown well. that he can do that. I think he'll be a good coach. However, I, I don't think he is. I don't think he's Mac Brown. I don't think he's Mac Brown. I don't think he brings in that superstar that changes the landscape of Texas football and wins a national championship. I don't think Tom Herman wins a national I'm championship. Not, I'm not Texas. putting national championship, but I'm saying I think you have to. I think when when you talk about a Power Five conference or a big school like Texas or Alabama or Florida State, those kinds of schools, you you no, bring... Alabama's the only one you go to as a coach, and you're it's it's win a national championship or bust. Only because they have Nick Saban. Only because of what Nick Saban has done. Exactly. Right, but it changes from coach to coach. I think the expectation for the schools yeah. stay the same. Look at what LSU did. They fired Les Miles because he wasn't winning national championships. Not that he wasn't winning, yeah. it's that he wasn't winning national championships. Yeah. That is the indicator. It's conference titles, national championships. And with the landscape of football, now it's can you get into the playoffs? Can you win games in the playoffs? And that's the bigger thing yeah. is that when you look at it, does he win us a national it's, championship? Yeah. I don't think so. Does he get us to a college football playoff? I think so. Maybe, I think he can maybe. do that at Texas if we give him the time and support. Hey, so so we, we're going to have Chad on to wrap up, to talk a little bit of Tom Herman, uh, Charlie Strong being fired at the end of the show. But let's put a bow on this on this part of it, though. In, in Tom Herman's first year, how many wins are you predicting? It's, it's way too early to talk about it, but like most things we do here, how many? What are your I, predictions for how many wins ahead, Tom Herman's first year? Go ahead, Zach. Here's what. How Char- many should he win? Here's what Charlie Strong said. This is an eight-win team. Eight what wins. he has put together is an eight-win team. Yep. That is what I expect. I expect eight wins. I expect a bowl, and I expect him to win that bowl game. Whatever it is, I do expect him to win that bowl game. If he gets us those 10-11 wins, and we get a, into a playoff scenario. I don't necessarily have expectations for that because he has exceeded them at that point. But eight wins is the standard because that is what Charlie Strong said. That's what Charlie Strong failed to do, and that's what got Charlie Strong fired. So Spencer, how so, many wins so in what, Tom Herman's first season? I mean, what happens if he comes in and gets six? Gets, I mean, barely makes a bowl, goes to some... You evaluate. I mean, some, you still have to give him a recruiting class, right? So we gave Charlie Strong three years. He's got three the recruiting years is class. the indicator. He's no. got Charlie's recruiting class. Sure. He's got good sure. players. And he's got talent, but he has to do with that talent what he can. I think it's yes. eight wins because that's the expectation of those recruits. But He's got a better team than Charlie Tom, had when sure. he showed up. Absolutely. I agree with that. But I still think for any coach, and especially at big schools that can recruit, that have that reach, you have to give them the three years. I think yeah. at two years you think... Here's an evaluation period. What have you done at this point? But that third year is then the indicator. 
do we move on? Do we stay with you? And I All think right. that's where yeah. that leaves us. I, I think I, I do want to I do want to note without getting the stats of this game. Memphis had a brand new coach this year in Mike Norville. First year, got the team bowl eligible. Big big ups to Mike Norville. Spencer prediction: How many wins in Charlie for Charlie's first season quickly? Uh, Tom Herman's first. Tom Herman's whatever. Um, <laughs> I'll say six. Six. Yeah. I think he makes the bowl. Spencer's in a terrible. I think he tonight. gets us our eight. I think he gets. I think us he our makes eight. a bowl, but I don't think he impresses. I, I okay. I'll say. I'll say seven. I'll, I'll go, say seven. I'll go on record and say he gets us our totally strong eight wins. I don't think he gets eight. I think he's I think less than eight. I think we're a good team. Call me the Tom Herman optimist, then. Give me nine. I'm taking nine wins for Tom Herman's first season. Here out of your mind. All right. Um, so speaking of Tom Herman's new team, the University of Texas, uh, they played the day after Thanksgiving because. Nobody wanted to watch it them. Worth Thanksgiving. Nobody wanted to watch them on Thanksgiving, and I don't blame them because I didn't want to watch them on Thanksgiving. And you know, I saw the end of the game, and just I listened to a lot of it on the radio when I had the time to listen to it, and it, it's just the offense that was so good at the beginning of the year just fell apart, and. This this great offense that Sterling Gilbert created just ceased to exist all of a sudden. I hate Sterling Gilbert. Um, I, I can't stand the guy. It's it blows me away that you have athletes like Devin Duvernay and Colin Johnson and um, God John Burt and all these guys that are so athletically talented on on we your stopped, receiving core. We stopped talking about John Burt like. Yeah, a month and a half ago. And why is that? Because he's useless. Because there's no development. The Absolutely guy can't catch. Useless. He can't catch. But but I mean, good God, dude, the guy's six three. He's an athlete, and you know, Duvernay had one of those games that, that he had against Notre Dame where he just showed us what dude what he could do. Oh my goodness! In the third quarter, Shane Bouchelle just flat out missed him on the same route he ran earlier in the game yeah. for a huge catch. And he flat out missed him for a touchdown, dude. And had Shane been able to just put the ball in front of Duvernay, they could have ran that route all day, and he would have smoked the corner and every was, single time. And 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 a lot of what I've seen from Shane is he's starting to look timid almost. He looks like a true freshman. He's throwing with only his upper body. He's not getting his legs underneath him. He's just kind of kind of slinging it out there, and he looked tired, honestly. Over the last two games, he looked extreme. Like maybe Kansas, and we need a beer for beers. I will definitely yeah. need one. Yeah, but yeah, against, give me a pause here. Against Kansas, he got hurt, and so I understand yeah. why he looked that way. But then. he's been hurt but a he, couple games this year, and he looked just beat up and tired yeah. in this yeah. game against TCU. I think that was the big difference: is that he just couldn't get the ball downfield, and he's been able to get the ball downfield earlier in the season. Yeah, he didn't have the same same. Zip on the pass. Yeah, I mean, he was 16 for 39, which is terrible. 218 yards in a yeah, pick. Yeah, he barely got 200 good, yards. It was not a good day for him. Um, Yeah, threw no touchdowns. Um, uh, it was. Did you get a pills? No. Uh, no, you cannot. That's fine. These are all great beers. They're, oh, I mean, man. they're strangely bruised. They're, they're, they're all good. All right, so back to what we were talking about. And, um, and I'll mention that I only get you guys beers because I host the podcast. You know, I and I don't appreciate the attitude. I'll go ahead. You know, hey, I'm I'm just on air talent here, so I got no complaints. 
Spencer, Mr. Debbie Downer tonight. There's not, there's nothing good to say about the University of Texas except Deontay Foreman, who's going to the pros. Congratulations, Deontay. I, yeah. I, he announced it today. And Jeff Ketchum said it best. I saw this earlier today. You know, he said, given all of the information that we can look at these days, we know the lifespan of NFL running backs, and it's not very long. There's look so at, many teams look that at Aaron Foster, right who just retired because his body just couldn't take it anymore. Is he even thirty yet? It's. I think he is thirty. I think. Right He's 30, now. 31 this year, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, but Deontay led the nation in rushing, missing a, missing a game this year. Per game, per game. He did. No, led the nation flat out really? in yards right now. He's got 2,028. Does uh, Humphreys have another game? He, or? Yes, I actually have this for you. Uh, He's got one more game. Pumphrey will have one more game, okay. but Deontay Foreman is 120 yards ahead of Pumphrey. Mm. If he does not get that, Deontay Foreman will be the leading rusher in the NCAA this year. And good for him. He's so the second you... leading rusher so only my... to Ricky Williams' 1998 Heisman year. My question to you is... And then Ron Dane broke it the year after, which was crazy. But um, Who? Ron Dane from Wisconsin. Oh, but I'm just talking about the university. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, how do you not invite him to the Heisman? At least, at least to the to the actual presentation. You know. I think you have to. You have I to. I absolutely love Deontay Foreman. It's gotta and, be. It's gotta I be love... Foreman, Pumphreys, and um, Lamar Jackson, right? And maybe Deshaun Watson gets an invite and have four people there, but it's gotta be those guys. I mean, I think Deontay has to. I think when you look at it, he's got five straight games to end the season with 30-plus carries, including the loss to Kansas, where he had 51 carries and for how many, 250 yards. How many 100-yard games he finished with? 13 in a row? 13 straight, which is an NCAA record currently. And and broke Earl Campbell's record. Yes. So I, I think it's going to be hard, especially if Washington makes the playoffs, it's going to be hard to leave out uh, Jake What's-His-Face. Jake Browning? Yeah. I like Jake Browning, but I think if you if, if you're talking about a quarterback, right there. if you're talking about a quarterback that deserves to be there that won't be, it's Patrick Mahomes. He yeah. leads the nation in passing. Yeah, agreed. But he has he's not on the team that can really bring him to that level. Sure. So, but and, and this is my biggest complaint. I'll say this real quick before I get off topic completely. But I am so beyond pissed that the Heisman Trophy has become this powder puff. High school prom king voting it's, system when it's, it's all not about, about the best player in the nation. No, it's all about it's all I about mean, who's the prettiest. If you think about it, who is more important to their team? It's all about who's Patrick most Mahomes and Deontay Foreman. They're the most important to their teams, and even when Deontay puts up unbelievable numbers, they lose. Yeah. And so that's a that's a huge thing. Is that you know it's just become this thing. Lamar Jackson, hundred percent deserves to be there. The guy's got. He's had a great a year. crazy season and big ups for that. But I mean, I'm just kind of over this. Who wants to pick who based on this popularity? Oh, you're, you're for, popular. For yeah. you, I'm gonna vote for you. It's about you're popular, popular schools and yeah. who does best at that school. And that's, I think that's weird. that's a great that's a great metaphor. I think that's, weird. that's a great metaphor for for the whole prom king and queen. Um, yeah, the last thing that I have to talk about in this game, and we'll we'll move on and we'll we'll go back to our. Uh, a regularly scheduled program here. Maybe Spencer will... Which is going to run long crying. for anybody who is wondering. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
who goes higher in the draft, Fournette or Deontay Foreman? Uh, I think Fournette. I think Foreman goes higher. Honestly, if I things are looking at it, I mean, Fournette go, will go high, obviously. But I think if you look at longevity, you look at injury-prone, Foreman is a he's a refrigerator. I think dude. he's a better running back as far as longevity. But um, honestly, Andrew, I, I do think that uh, that Fournette goes, goes before him. I've seen mock drafts where he goes to Green Bay, and that's a scary thought. Um, so back to the the, the last the last point I have in this Texas TCU game, besides the horrible play calling that Texas had, I do want to talk about um, just one player for TCU. Well, I got two players that I want to talk about for TCU. Um, first being Darius Anderson, who's I've never heard of in my life, and I think he's a freshman. True freshman. Yeah, true, true, true freshman. freshman. Um, he had three carries for 103 yards. 18 years old. Yeah. Including the 70-yard touchdown. 70-yard touchdown. Um, and then this guy named Kenny Hill, who I absolutely can't freaking stand. He gave himself a nickname. He did, and I'm not going to say it because nope. I can't stand him. Um, he you, had, can, you can Google it, though. He had a he had a 41-yard touchdown run where Texas to forgot to tackle. And back to that tackling thing, it's because Texas doesn't hit in practice, and it's a joke. You're not going to learn how to tackle if you don't tackle in practice. Um, I mean, I think they need to ditch the pads and just take concrete posts and just go go hit that thing, man. Just go rugby style. You got pads on, man. All right. right. Um, so I do want to say... I, I, want, I want to touch on this TCU thing because they had four rushers with 58 yards or, 50 yards or more, including Kyle Hicks, who's the team leading rusher, who left the game... After his 16 carries for 58 yards with an yeah. injury, yeah. you had Travoris Johnson, who had 11 carries, 68 yards, and a touchdown. You called out Darius Anderson, my favorite, the true freshman, who had three carries for 103, including the 70-yard touchdown. And Kenny Hill, who had 13 carries for 78 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, and They had they, an incredible game on the ground. And then they brought in a backup quarterback who threw one pass for 28 yards. I mean, we got... We were, done. we were getting beat by... By backups, and I don't want to talk about it anymore well, because on, before we wrap up the Texas, oh time, my god, uh, here we go. <laughs> With this loss, Texas goes five and seven on the regular season, the first time since 2010 under Mac Brown that we've had a record of that audacity. That's not true. It's not true at all. It's, it's not very true. true. We had a five and seven we record five last, and year. Seven last year. We were five we and were seven the last two seasons with Charlie Strong. Look it up. They went five and we seven went last year. Six and six under his first year, lost a bowl game. Six and seven. We went fifteen or I'm sorry, we went five and seven in the two years. That's Hold sixteen on. and twenty one. I'm a genius. Count it. That's the stat man. Facebook. I'm looking this, this up. Guy You're welcome. It's trying to slide stuff by us because that was Bullshit. not supposed to be a fake stat. I will. They were five and seven last year. They Absolutely. didn't make a bowl game. They were five the and seven last year. Yes, they were. I the I'll math. bet you. What do you want to bet on? It? I did the math. Sixteen and twenty-one. He had two five-year seasons, a six-year win, seven losses. I know. Math. Hold on. For any of you kids at home that don't understand math, you don't think it's applicable in life. He it's won applicable. sixteen games. I just did it. Take that to the bank. He won 16 games. That's money. In that's, his entire three-year career. Come on, man. That's I'm the best looking, stock you can get. You can Granted, I'm on, I'm on Wikipedia, which oh, is not know. the best. Well, this is, all this, this is why stats are right. always fake. Yeah, cheers. Because tonight, we are the experts. Jesus, man. There are no fake stats tonight. No. Okay, well, this, this, this whole thing. Whatever. But what I was going to say... Actually, I guess we can't do the trivia question anymore. Well, I guess we still can. 
Mac Brown went five and seven in 2010. Yes or no? Correct. Yes. Yes. Sure, bud. Anyone Absolutely. know the quarterback of that year? 2010 would have been uh, Garrett Gilbert. That is correct. Which is sad to think that we had way this year after, in this uh, year we had way more well, talent. Than he was also he was also the uh, the Gatorade National Athlete of the Year. By the way, and then when he's recruited, yeah, when he's recruited, yes. then he didn't do shit at Texas. Well, and then we and then had he went this... to SMU, and well, then no, he threw no, no. like three hundred eighty no. yards a game. You know what the problem was? Was his only real experience was getting his shit canned by Alabama in the national championship. He had a chance game. to win that game. He had a chance to win that game. He had no chance from the kick. All right, so thank you for everybody that watched on Facebook. We will be on. SoundCloud tonight, maybe, if Zach pa- Ballard, uh, we'll producer. We'll see you guys are in such a terrible mood. Yeah. I don't even know if I'm going to post this one. I am living a dream right now. I'm about I'm to just... cheer up. I'm about to cheer up because we're about to talk about um, A&M and Baylor getting their ass kicked. So, But thank you, everyone, who, who showed up, who watched us live tonight. It was a great experience again. For our producer, Ballard, it was his first time, so... Give him love. And, and He doesn't deserve it, and, but give it to him. And he didn't do anything about this. Um, all he did was uh, help us get these uh, beautiful Strangeland Brewery beers. The best. So thank you to Strangeland. Thank you for everybody that watched on Facebook. We do appreciate you listening and watching in and uh, all the comments that you guys brought up. Um, yeah, check us out on SoundCloud. We'll have a lot more coming. Cheers. <laughs> well, that was a lot of fun. I tell you guys what. So podcast still recording. That was a great experience, man. Yeah. I'm so again. I'm gonna try and cheer up a little bit. I do apologize for everybody that listens. You to were the show. being such a Debbie Downer. Yeah, man, and I some good football. I got a I got a lot of uh, a lot Shut of angst. The hell up. Yeah, I know, man. I got a lot of angst in my heart right now with with the University of Texas, um, and we'll get into that, especially with with the basketball side of it when we talk to Chad. Um, you know, A&M played LSU, and it was uh oh same defense we've seen all year. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And, and and that's that's the bad part is you know we we spoke about how good A&M's defense could be, and and how and, good they should and be, how good they were, and they were talking about six defensive NFL prospects yeah, at the beginning yeah. of the year. And realistically, we're only looking at Miles Garrett being the only one. Yeah. And he's had a terrible year. He's been banged up, but I mean, he's had a bad year. Yeah. I know, man. And it's and it's frustrating to actually stick up for AM for once and for them to just really just shove it back in my face. And I don't know, man. Like, Trevor Knight gets hurt again. He came back too early. He came back way too yeah, early. His shoulder should... was not ready, and it looked like it because he was and throwing balls in the ground. And I don't just... think he's an NFL prospect. I really don't, man. I mean, I know he's there for grad school, and he's just trying to to live through the college life and go for that fifth year and and play for a team that had a chance to be really good. But they're just not, and that defense is not good. They got outgained by a lot. I mean, it was... 150 yards, I think. 622 to 472. I think that's 152, if I'm not mistaken. That's 150. That's what I mean, 150. That's yeah. what I meant. Um, 
And then there's this guy who I've never seen on a highlight. I've never heard his name before. Darius Geis had 37 carries and 285 yards and four touchdowns. Good God. Yeah, I mean, we talked about this last week whenever we were live. I think the big thing we looked at was this defense is terrible. They get run on, and they get run on big. We said, yeah, we think Leonard Fournette is going to crush them. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? Leonard he Fournette didn't, didn't even make the trip, nor did Kendall Beckwith, who was their leading tackler, and they still just blew up the Aggies, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. they ran all over them. Uh, Darius Geis broke Leonard Fournette's single-game rushing record at LSU a month after he set the record at LSU. <laughs> By I believe one single yard. That's a good so, stat, I mean, there, that's, stat, man. That's great. I mean, it, that's a great stat. They stat, had man. a great day. Why is it with Zach's stats? They're great stats. When I say stats, because he, he actually does research. I'm you a do, stat guy. You do research to to literally make us. You think do research and don't even listen to it. You do research and and market a yard off. Like get out of here. Um, that being said, Danny Etling, twenty for twenty eight. A great day at the park. 324 yards, two touchdowns, a 93.8 QBR. This was the first time in school history LSU has ever had a 300-yard passer and a 200-yard rusher in a Ooh. single game. Ooh. That was amazing. Ooh. And Travion Williams. Statman's on his game tonight. Travion well, Williams for AM. No one's checking It's him. not all bad for AM because Travion Williams is the first true freshman in school history to have 1,000 rushing yards in a single season with his 68 yards on the night. So, not the worst. That's I good. mean, you had... Kirk and Speedy Noyle, who produced for them. Uh, Christian Kirk had eight catches, 107 yards, two touchdowns. Speedy Noyle, five catches, 102 yards. It was a decent game, but every time AM scored, LSU responded with a touchdown and just yeah. kept this game out of reach. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll get past AM because they, they uh, underperformed, as did Texas this season, and disappointed their fans. Um I do want to try and bring things up back on a more positive note. Um, <laughs> the university that is up there in Lubbock, in the middle of nowhere, uh, Texas Tech, and Patrick Mahomes, they put a shellacking on Baylor. Yeah. And they played, it was a neutral site. They played it at Jerry World. And they beat them 54 to 35. And man, I'm so happy Baylor just keeps on winning. And Mahomes, Losing. yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. Six in a row. That's what I meant. Yeah, is it six in a row, really? Yeah. Wow. They're getting smoked. So they I mean, we predicted we predicted this meltdown. Yeah, I mean, it, we can go back and all, listen to the tape. We all said they weren't that good. We nobody had any real. They didn't play anybody. And then Texas beats them, and we've all seen how good Texas is. Um, and God, Patrick <laughs> Mahomes, man, five hundred eighty-six yards and six touchdowns. Are you kidding me? I mean, good God. And the best the best stat of the game. You wanna give us you wanna give us the best stat of the game since you're the worst producer in the world? I don't have the best stat of the game. Yes you do. Oh yeah, yeah. Yes you do. I do. Uh I, I feel like I might have it. We both wrote it down because we talked about it. What is it? Texas Tech with six hundred and sixty six total yards. They had six 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 yards against a religious Catholic school. Hail Satan. I mean, there's no better story. Or they're Baptists, right? Baptists? Baylor's Baptists? Yeah. My bad to all the Catholics out there. Zach, I do apologize to you. Um, Ballot over here as well. 
Oh, both of you guys. Wow. Oh. So when I said Zach, it was actually double meaning. Um, sure. Yeah, nice. I mean, good goodness, man. Like, Cootie, is that how you pronounce his name? Cutie. Cutie, baby. Cutie. Sorry, Cutie. Cutie went off. Look, let's not spend a ton of time in this game because other than Baylor losing... We don't really care about it. I, I do. We, I do want to appreciate. I do care about the six touchdowns well, of Patrick Mahomes. I was going to say Patrick Mahomes had a fantastic season, finishing with five thousand and fifty-two passing yards. He becomes the third FBS player with multiple seasons of five thousand total yards. Can you, either of you, trivia question, name the other two? Oh man, Graham Harrell and. Man, I got Graham Harrell only. Damn, I honestly have this as one of three, but I didn't write down who the other two were. Dang it, man. <laughs> That's I hilarious. only got Graham Harrell. Oh, I'm trying to think of other tech quarterbacks. Oh, no, man, I got is not tech. FBS. This is FBS. 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 Um, Graham Harrell's got to be one of them, right? You got Graham Harrell. Dude. Which is hilarious to know the Texas Tech quarterback. Uh, no, that's. I literally thought you asked a question about Texas Tech only. Um, I want to say it's the over Boise State 5, quarterback. One of the Boise State ones. Not the one from the Cowboys, right? Kellen Moore? It's, it not, could, it's not Kellen Moore. It couldn't be Kellen he, Moore. He was not that good. Um, mm, mm. Houston. Uh, place for the Rams. Oh, Case Keenum. Case Keenum. There you go. That's two. There we go. Bingo. Tag team, bro. There we go. Uh, he had he had three seasons. Yes, he Case Keenum was, was a monster at the University of Houston. Hey, he was a starting quarterback until uh, some young kid named Jared took his job. I got right, I go. got I gotta say I got a couple more okay. things for this game. Patrick Mahomes quick. was his fourth game with 500 plus yards. Uh, second time to throw six touchdowns in AT and T Stadium, <laughs> oh. and he accounts for fifty three touchdowns this season. Good lord! Of the total for Texas. Yeah, Tech. if him and Deontay aren't. Invited to the Heisman, this thing's rigged. I will also say that Texas Tech in this game really put it out of reach. Uh, after an interception, I believe, and two fourth down stops, the immediate next play was a pass from Patrick Mahomes to a wide receiver that went to the end zone. Three different receivers. Yeah. He hit eight different receivers on the night. He had a crazy day. Yep, and I'm just... So happy to see Baylor lose. Are um, we all? Let, let's move on to the Apple Cup. Washington yeah. versus Washington State. And there wasn't even a game, really. I mean, the Mike Leeches. They fell apart at Washington the end of the year. Washington State didn't even show up. Fell apart. Um, hey, last two games they played the two teams playing for the conference championship, but they look like a team. Well, and I think teams. I think we all predicted this last week. I didn't. I didn't think. I don't Washington, think it was gonna be a blowout, but. I didn't think it'd be this much of a blowout, but I did. I did think Washington State or Washington State was going to lose the game by at least a touchdown or two. Um, yeah, Washington's got a chance to make the playoffs. I, I, I mean, they're in it. I as mean, of right it's, now it's Washington's spot to lose in the playoffs. Honestly, I mean, it sucks that they're four, but it is what it is. I mean, somebody's got to play Alabama. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I wish it was Clemson, but. I, I, I love the Pac-12 this year. I've really liked watching USC come back around. I like watching Colorado, but Washington has been a great team from the get-go. You know, they got to beat Colorado, and Colorado's played good, and they played bad. Yeah, and, and you look at this game, it was 510 total yards to 334. It was four turnovers that Washington recovered uh, to the one that Washington State got. 
And Jake Browning, 21 to 29, 292 yards, three touchdowns. LeVon Coleman, 10 carries, 82 yards, two touchdowns. It was just all facets of the game. Washington looked better. And, and it all happened in the beginning. He, he, Jake Browning threw three touchdowns in the first quarter at 250 passing yards for the second half and becomes the third quarterback in Pac-12 history to have at least 40 touchdowns in one season. Trivia question, do you guys know who the other two are from the Pac-12? Um, to have 40 uh, passing touchdowns in a season. Ooh. Uh, Drew Bledsoe? False. No? Jake Locker. Nope. Dang it. I'll give you a hint. They're both in the NFL right now. That's what I was thinking was Locker, but... Man. In the Pac-12. Uh, Derek Carr? Oh, in the, Pac- nope. in the Pac-12. Pac-12 history. Uh, Marcus Mariota? That's one of them. And in the NFL right now, Mark Sanchez. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you a hint. The other one doesn't know where the sunrise is. If you watch Hard Knocks, this is a no-brainer, oh which it looks like god. neither of you did. Oh god! From this past year? Yes. I don't know who. Oh, uh, Osweiler, right? Wasn't he? No, it wasn't he? No, he wasn't, wasn't this year. Jared Goff, you god. idiots. Hey, you guys don't watch Hard Knocks? Hey, I got... Hard Knocks is like one of my I didn't have HBO at the time, Hey, that's premium okay? channels, bro. I didn't have HBO at the time. I have it now. I'm Listen, sorry. Listen, I got Marcus Mariota, so I'm winning the trivia tonight. I Zach just want is, everyone to Zach know. Zach is smoking you in the trivia. <laughs> you know, the trivia is garbage. I really don't give a shit. But let's move on to the games that actually matter. Yeah, so no, let's keep talk- it in keep it in the Pac twelve. Let's go let's go to Colorado. I mean they earned themselves a chance to play in the Pac twelve championship game. Yeah, they do. And it was a close game. It was a close game. Yeah, and, and we Zach and I talked about this last week and we really didn't think it was a possibility that they would be able to win the Pac twelve South. Um they they hang on to beat Utah. Exciting game, man. Another yeah. Another exciting game. Yeah, and they, the they literally hung on. I'm I'm still trying to, to fact check Valley because I don't trust anything he says. I, after, I, all, I got, after everything I did for you guys. I don't trust you, man. He did throw the three touchdowns in the first quarter, okay. and he has the 40. So all right, all right. I'm going to let him slide. I didn't catch the middle ones. So okay. I don't know. Yeah, I can't I may, check that. I may have missed that one. I was checking the three touchdowns. He throws them out in bundles just to get us. He does I'm it, sure man. He, he right. probably got us. Guys, there's nothing to worry about. Do I, no. I, when I host the podcast, I take care of you guys. Do I not? <laughs> you probably you got do us. take care of us. You do take care of us, but I'm sure you got us on one there. There's no way. Um, yeah, I mean this game. Yeah, uh, was... Sefo Lufau, I believe is how you say that. I'm gonna stick to that. That's pretty close. I've been practicing all day. Sefo Lufau, 23 <laughs> of 44, 270, and a touchdown in the air. 21 carries, 59 yards, and a huge touchdown. He's the leading at the rusher beginning. of the team, man. He was. Um, some of these highlights from this game were absolutely amazing, man. This yeah. was a great game. Uh, zero to zero in the first quarter. Yeah. Booby Hobbs, reminding you of Friday Night Lights, Booby Miles. Booby Miles? Takes a punt, returns it 55 yards for a touchdown, caught some key blocks, but made some great moves on the way. Absolute gem to watch. The, the touchdown to tie it up right after that was from Cephalufau when he got his rushing touchdown. He got hit by two guys at about the two-yard line, and as he bounced back, he put his left arm down to stay up, and his offensive lineman, staying head on a swivel, shoves him from the back end right into the end zone. It was a great play. 
the whole game was great. Um, Colorado takes care of business. They're going to the Pac-12 championship. It's going to be a good one. Can I tell you something I'm not really proud of? Sure. Uh, you yeah. can tell us anything. This is a safe place, Ballad. I've never seen Friday Night Lights. Okay. The movie? You need to leave. Yeah, I've never seen it. You need to leave. Um, and you're from Texas? Yeah, We're going to go ahead and uh, just uh, forget that he ever said that. And We're embarrassed for all of you. I thought you, said, uh, you just said this was a safe place. Yeah, and, and then you said that, and I was like, <laughs> it, it's not a safe place anymore. I can't believe you never said that. I'm returning these microphones. You're from the state of Texas, right? You were born and raised here in Texas? Born and raised. Yeah, it's an embarrassment. Um, you're an embarrassment. And if you haven't read the book, you need to read the book because it's... We will preface Just this with that Ballad was a wrestler because he's like four foot nothing. Yeah, he's tiny. I will demolish both of you. Yes, he would. He we've, would beat us in wrestling. We've wrestled before. I've seen Zach and Zach <laughs> wrestle before. and I don't remember that. <laughs> Ballad definitely won that. Ballad was a high school wrestler. Um, but let's get into really the best game maybe of the season Yeah. in Michigan at the big house. Watch or out. sorry, at the horseshoe. Yes. Um Take it easy. I mean it was that was a hell of a game. It's what you expect. It's what you expect from Michigan Ohio State. Yeah. Yeah. If you watch any of the pregame hype, it was we hate these guys. We respect them, but it doesn't mean we have to it's like, like them. It's like Texas OU. Perfect. It's Texas OU Absolutely. in another in another part of the country. And you in know the there was there was a few controversial calls, and Harbaugh came out and said some things. You know, Ohio State won the game thirty to twenty-seven in double overtime, and on some ballsy calls from Urban Meyer. Yeah, and you know, Harbaugh comes out and says that that the calls were were a joke, and there's no way that he got to the first down line. Honestly, he has a case. He has a point. It was a very close call. And when the call on the field is that it was a first down, it's almost and there's not enough and there's not enough evidence, you're not overturning it. And you know, Jim Harbaugh was the coach of a Super Bowl team. They went to the Super Bowl with that guy who kneels Kaepernick. With that guy who kneels during the national anthem and you know, he had his chance to be with, with the, the top officials in in the world as far as football goes. He had his chance. Hey, they're pretty bad too, though. I'll tell you that. They have their times. But, you know, he came back to college because he couldn't hack it in the NFL. And he started to go downward. And now he came, hold on a minute here. He came back to college because he couldn't take it in the NFL. And now he's got a great team, and they lost a close game with a few close calls. And now he wants to cry like a little girl? Like, you're the one who had a chance to be in the NFL. You had a chance to be one of the top NFL coaches in the entire league. And you want to come back to college and complain that these refs that travel every single week and coach and ref different leagues every week, every single Every single conference is a different... You okay over there? 
Yeah, it was going to go unheard. Every did such a great job. Every single conference in the country plays a different style of football. You're ruining the podcast. And No, that's your job. And he wants to complain about the refs missing one call. I mean, come on, man. Like, I know, and maybe if they called every single call against you and every call was incorrect, I mean, that that's one thing, but... You're complaining about one call on a on a close run that that he was just barely short. Get yeah. out of here, dude. I mean, Get out of here with your khaki pants, dude. That's a good look. I'm going to disagree with you on the point that I think he's he's fair to have that argument. He knew what he was gonna what was gonna happen, which is he got fined ten thousand dollars, but he knew that and he said it's fine. I want to say what I feel, and that makes sense. Yeah. Uh. You know, I really, if anything, he should blame Wilton Spade for this game because I sat there and watched this pregame with college game day and Desmond Howard said it best. If Wilton Spate plays this game, Michigan should win. But Wilton Spate was the exact reason Michigan lost this game. Early on in the game... I think it was still 0-0 or 3-0 Michigan at that point. Mm-hmm. Wilton Spate throws that pick six on an errant pass that he shouldn't have thrown, period. Take the safety fine, but don't throw that pass. Your defense is holding you up there. He throws that pick six, and it kind of changes the landscape of the game. They only went up 10-7 at halftime, and then he fumbled that. Yeah, and He had the he... fumble right at the goal line. That they then had to turn around into a touchdown a minute and a half, two minutes later. Wilton Spade is what cost Michigan this game. And, I mean, it's one thing to say that he came up short, which... If you agree that he came up short, you have a case. If you don't think he came up short, you also have a case. Yeah. It, it was one of those plays where it's just... Flip a coin. That is what it Flip is. Coin, and yeah. whatever it was called was getting what was called. Flip a and, coin. And... It was a great game in all senses of it yeah. being a great game, but yeah. and, I mean, and and it's Ohio, fair. Ohio State hangs on and they win in double overtime. I mean, it's a, it's a big win, and I mean it's gutsy. Urban Meyer went for the the fake punt, which he didn't get, which he said he was going to go for if they showed it, and they just made a great play on defense and stopped him, and then he went for it again on fourth and one in overtime. You know that yeah. that's the play calling that's gotten Urban Meyer his. 4-0 versus Michigan. Yeah, and his post-game press conference is awesome. His wife called him in the middle of a press conference and uh, he said, hey, um, I'm in the press conference. I'll call you back. Okay, yeah, okay, all right. Hung up the phone and goes, it's my wife. She uh, she said I need to pick up some milk on the way home. <laughs> I mean, the guy is so calm and collected. I mean, he's such a good coach. And then the whole After ju- winning the game, of course you're going to be. And, and I'll stand up for Harbaugh here. After win, after losing a rivalry game like that, that there's so much passion. I'm okay with the coach being mad, and I'm okay with yeah. him. You can be mad, like reaching for reasons like why you lose a game. Like, and really, this is an open ticket for any head coach to to say whatever they want about refs. Because ten thousand dollars, these guys is nothing. No, that's, they wipe their ass with that. Especially you mentioned something earlier though that this game went into overtime. Did you guys know this is the first time? that this game between Michigan and Ohio State has gone into overtime in the 113 times they've played this game. That did not. Is that real? That's real. And a trivia question to bring it up. Michigan is It's only... like if I ask you if you're a cop. You have to answer yes. If I ask you <laughs> I if know. it's real... I always say it is. 
Yeah. <laughs> I, I always say could. it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably fake. Michigan leads this series 58-48 to 48 with a handful of ties in there. Uh, but Michigan has only won this game once in the last 10 years, in 2011. Do either of you happen to know who the quarterback of that team was? Hint, who turned running back in the NFL. In 10 years? In the last 10 years. Oh, in the last 10 years. It's got to be... Uh... Michigan. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. I'll give you the year, 2011. Yeah, it's um shoelace guy who didn't wear shoes. Or he wore shoes, but he didn't tie his laces. No laces. Denard Robinson. That's, that's his it. name. There Boom. you go. Got Spencer it. Spencer with the trivia. Who did he play for? Jacksonville? Nobody. He didn't play for anybody anymore. No he used point. to play. He was a Jacksonville. Okay. Though. Yeah, he played for okay. a bit. Like, he had, like, one or two years, but he played, like, running back and receiver. Um, Should we move on to the Iron Bowl? I mean, that's just your game, man. You want to talk about Why don't the Iron you bring Bowl? Us, bring us, bring the Iron Bowl. Do you want to talk us. about the Iron Bowl? First of all, tell me about what it's like being at an Iron Bowl in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Tell me the, tell me the atmosphere. Tell me. So because I mean it's that's like nothing else. I mean that's that's Texas OU. I mean we're Texans. We're not Alabamans. <laughs> Um, it's, dude, it, it is an amazing is atmosphere. Right? Is it bigger than Texas OU? Yes. Yeah, I mean, and in, in Texas OU's defense, it was on a college campus. It's in Tuscaloosa. It's not in a neutral field, so you're just going to have less people who naturally show up to it. Um, is it bigger than Texas, Texas A&M when that was a real rivalry? I, I was never at that game. So I, I, I can't say, but I can only imagine. I'd say yes. I can only imagine it was. Like, we got. There's a lot more hate in Alabama. A lot of hate. So much hate. And I tell you, I can tell you right now, the hate runs through my veins very, very deep now. These people, <laughs> these people, the root for Alabama, they don't deserve national championships. Like, the, the state of Alabama, they deserve better funding. Oh at the education God. level for grade school people. Maybe because healthcare. Be, they deserve better health care. They Denver, deserve dental. PSA announcements for the harmful effects <laughs> of hard drugs. They deserve better training for their police force, but they do not deserve national championships. They don't deserve Nick Saban, and they don't deserve the mammoth spaceship of a stadium that they happen to have. Like, everyone in, the, in college football... <laughs> allows their fans to purchase beers at their stadiums. The SEC, they can't be trusted with this responsibility. Preach, brother. Preach. And and I can see why. These people, they just don't deserve it. I, I sat behind a gentleman who, you know, he was a burly man. He was, he was much bigger than me. Most people are. But he was an adult. Like, he was probably coming up on 40. And he played oh, with man, I'm he 40. Was Gundy, man. He was Gundy level. Yeah, he he wished he could be Gundy. If he would have had the mullet, he would have been <laughs> all of Gundy. But he he waved his pom-pom like a 12-year-old girl the entire game. Not to mention that he chewed on the other end of it like a toddler. Like it was just I can't say anything worse about Bama fans, but after interacting with them and being around them for a long time, I can totally understand why people hate Cowboys fans. <laughs> because at, at Bama fans, I think, scatter across the United States and the world the same way the Cowboys fans yeah. do. But God, dude, this game was... It was so fun to be at. I, I mean, despite all the terrible people I had to deal with, it was a really fun game. 
Uncle Matt called me and said if he knew that Sean White wasn't going to play, he would not have taken Auburn uh, in the points, although it did push because he got it at 18. And it was frustrating to watch. <laughs> Tiger, The Tigers come in as the second-best rushing plug. team in the uh... SEC. And and Bama just oh, shut you, and Bama just shut him down. You I thought mean, you thought they were going to do more than that. I thought they were going to rush on or, Bama. or maybe Uncle Mac thought they were going to actually. Uncle Mac and I were in the same boat. Where if, if you if you've had the rushing season that, that Auburn's had, they we thought it was going to be kind of a clash of the Titans, and and maybe Auburn can keep this thing close, and they did keep it close through the the first half, going down and the second half by you know only you know a handful of points. But, you know, the, 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 the Auburn offense did just not have an answer. Even after forcing a bunch of, a no, bunch of turnovers, they, had, they intercepted um, Jalen Hurts a handful of times in the first half, but they just could not move the ball. Um, and, and that was the recipe for disaster for Auburn. And then they go into the half, and, and Saban makes his adjustments, and and does what they need to do. All right, so I don't know what you were just saying because we were trying to check a stat, but <laughs> did you do? <laughs> did you know that? Um, did you know that? I don't know why you thought Auburn would come in and do something special to Alabama. Did you know that 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 Alabama hasn't given up a touchdown in the state in the entire month of November? I, I saw that. I saw that. I, I thought we would maybe break that streak. Yeah, but... you, you didn't. I don't know why you thought anything different. Sorry, Haley. I don't know why you guys thought that anything was going to change. I, I mean, mean, I don't know why anybody thinks this is anybody else's college football There's nobody playoff. else. There, there's nobody else. I mean, honestly. They're a different planet, man. We've talked about this, and it's just Alabama all the way, man. Like, if you're a betting man, you don't bet against Alabama right now. No. Look, here's the thing. Albert, or, and this is going to lead up to a trivia question. Oh, here we go. Bama senior Make class. Make it quick, because we got to move on. I'll tell you who, I'm the producer, I'll tell you who we need to move on, Spencer. <laughs> Mr. Sad Pants. Bama senior class has only lost, or is going to finish the, the, the regular season with a record of 49-5. and five. They only lost five games in the last four years. Can you name the last five losses for Bama? A&M is one of them. A&M is one of them with Johnny. Uh, I believe LSU. That was also... outside the past four years. This guy goes from five years to four years so quickly. The senior class. I said five losses. You can check the tape on that later. He said five. He definitely said five. 2012, though, right? Five years would be five. 2001. Five losses, four years. Four years. The senior four class. Years. Four years. Most people go to school for four years. I know some who who we don't went, finish it out in four. We went to state. They, we they went push state. it on, yeah. We went to they push it on. It's it's state is kind of normal. Yeah. LSU's got to be one of those. Auburn's got to be. LSU's one of probably them. two. Auburn is definitely one of them. Because yeah, because of, of the Iron Bowl game. Yeah. yeah. You've got one. Auburn, really? It's, that one? Yeah. How am I supposed to name five freaking losses, dude? It's mm. only been five. I don't give a shit about Alabama. I want to say they lost to Florida. Nope. When's the last time Bama lost to Florida? It's been a while. That's a good question. It's been a while. Probably Tebow. That should have been the trivia question. Probably Tebow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I bet it was Tebow. <laughs> I don't know, man. Tell us. Who? Ole Miss twice. Oh, man. And Ohio what? State in the playoffs. And OU in the bowl game. Oh, slushy, though. You guys are terrible. Who cares? Let's move on. Yeah, Alabama still won. Big... 
freaking deal. Yeah, I mean, we could honestly give a shit about the pass Alabama. This team is unstoppable. There's nobody beating them. I'm, I'm not going to lie. There's Ohio State's not beating them at two. Clemson's not beating them at three. And Washington sure as hell is not going to beat them if they play them in the first round. If they even win this week against Colorado. And I got to say... I'm honestly rooting for Colorado this weekend. I am too, man. I like Colorado. I want to see Michigan, Alabama. I want to see Michigan, Alabama. Man. Oh, dude. But here's no. the here's the thing that you're saying that, but damn it. Ohio State has to win if Michigan wants to get in. Period. That that's the only case scenario that they get in because you just can't do that. If if Penn State beats Ohio State twice, no way you can leave Penn State out of it. Period. End of story. There's just no way. But 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 Penn State doesn't play Ohio State in the Big Ten Championship. You're right. It's going to be Penn State, Wisconsin. I mean, if Penn State wins, I don't think they're in. I don't. Why I don't. not? Well, be- because I... they had horrible losses. They're not that good. I mean, sure, but their wins are against the best. They beat Ohio State. Yeah, and they lost a close. They to got Michigan. their ass handed to them by Michigan. No, they got whooped by Michigan. They got be like forty something to ten. Look, the thing with this is that I am gonna go off of the way college football playoffs have been, and that's the standard of where you are in a season and how you finish. Penn State is the best team to finish in the last four weeks. So, okay. So, Wisconsin at six. Wisconsin is at six. They play Penn State. If Wisconsin beats Penn State, are they in? No. I I mean, Ohio State's in. If, if, If Washington loses, if Washington loses, and Wisconsin wins against Penn State, does Wisconsin jump Michigan? That's the question. Do they jump Michigan and uh, get into four? And, and who do you push out there? You push out the 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 loser of the Washington and Colorado game because if Colorado beats Washington, they have to be in the playoffs. I don't think so. Yes, I don't think so. I mean, I think the unfortunate thing is that Clemson and Clemson has to lose for Colorado to get that spot because. That's just the weird thing is that Colorado is being outcasted even though they're a really good defense, a decent offense, and Sefa Lufau is a really good quarterback. Colorado has played some of the best football in the last month and a half, and their two losses come from early on in the season. Two I mean, losses. But that's the thing is we're looking at all these two-loss teams. Yeah, we got two losses. And we're just trying and to— And I don't think Colorado's better than Wisconsin, man. I don't see it. I don't think that they're I mean, better than I Wisconsin. I think Colorado's better than Penn State or Washington. That's I mean, and, th- and that's the thing is, like, it comes Wisconsin... down to opinion, and that's yeah. the and that's the hardship is that, and if to me, Colorado plays in a defenseless conference and plays really, really good defense. And Wisconsin and Penn State play in a heavy defense conference— that have two really premier teams. And here's the real... And neither one of those teams Here's in the, the real knuckleball. Is Oklahoma plays Oklahoma State in Bedlam. In the Bedlam game. Does, I mean, I don't think either one of those teams has a chance to win, but... You also have to think about Navy. If Navy wins, it throws the whole system off. 
because of the Cotton Bowl. But not the Final Four. That's, not the Final Four, but it throws the it bowl throws system a lot off. That's it throws a... some crazy stuff off. And But I, I really feel like if Oklahoma beats the dog shit out of Oklahoma State, they deserve a chance. They deserve a chance to be, be looked we're at. Gonna, we're going to look exactly at what we saw we're gonna look TCU at TCU and Baylor. Yeah, we're going to look at Houston. And we're going to say... Yeah, they did some good things, but then they play in a championshipless conference, even though they're a Power 5 conference. Well, this is the, the dis- championship, honestly. Well, what bothers me is the amount of disrespect that the Big 12 gets yeah. and the Pac-12 gets because they're not these grinded-out defensive conferences like the SEC and, and the Big 10 are. What what? Gets me about Wisconsin is they lost to Michigan and Ohio State, and they got their shit kicked in. Well, Ohio State led them big. They scored points, but it it was all Ohio State. Yeah. And, they, they have no chance. And that's Ohio the thing State. is they lost by a touchdown to both Ohio State and, and Michigan. And the committee's not going to put them against Ohio State at four. They're not going to put Oklahoma no way. in there and watch them get their ass kicked again. I'll be furious if Ohio State and Michigan both leave the playoffs. Maybe uh, I think they else should. has to get let in. I think they should. I mean, I think if Wisconsin wins... The, the Big Ten Championship. Washington, think, if Washington wins, we don't have to talk about anything. Sure. We have nothing to talk about. But if Washington loses, you're looking, and Wisconsin wins, you're looking at Ohio State and Michigan being in. Yeah. It's going to be it's gonna be close between, be, between be Michigan. And that's really because... But they won't play each other, which is fine. Which is fine. Then you see, then you see how good that, Michigan really is. But I swear to God, man, if I get a damn Michigan-Ohio State championship game... It's nowhere. Then I quit. I quit watching. But what if we get a double? Over, what if you get a double overtime game like the game care. we had this weekend? All That's right. not the point. All right. So let's move on. It's getting heated. Yeah, it's a hot room in here. Glad the temperatures have cooled off outside. Let's uh, let's get into our our picks this week. Did you talk to Uncle Mac? I talked to Uncle Mac. He he uh he had a fun time calling in last week. He said, "Did you guys need new hats or something like that?" What do you mean we need new? Our hats were dope. He had different opinions on that. Why? What was wrong with that? I mean, he hats? had different opinions on the entire show. What was wrong with their hats? I mean, he said that you guys were just wearing them like, like, like total goofballs to be, uh, to be, uh, Oh, because nice we had our hats on backwards? Sorry, Uncle Mac. Yeah, you know, he's, uh, he's a traditionalist. Yeah. Sounds like my dad. Hey. My dad doesn't like when I wear my hat backwards. Hey, smart man. Hey, you know, it's, it's different generation. You got it on the right way tonight. Different generation. <laughs> You know, um, I was, I was guessing, did, did, how, did y'all have, even have fun doing the show last week, like, without me? Dude, we had a blast. There's no it was way. so easy. Probably so more easy. fun than normal. I mean, I didn't, I didn't listen to the show. We, was, didn't have to deal, we didn't have to deal with your fake garbage and all yep. you me- messing stuff up. And I mean, but you... Speaking of you messing stuff up, are you making wings tonight or what? It was wingless. We're not speaking even halfway through the show. Sorry for anyone still listening. It's going to be a long show. Um... <laughs> We're going to try to get through this as efficiently as possible yeah. because I cannot promise quickly. So, so did you, did, did you, um, I mean, did I you make wings? Back. Did you make wings tonight? I'm going to. You are? You are? Yeah. Oh boy. Because we didn't, we didn't have wings last night. Well, because I, I wasn't there. Yeah. 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 I, I noticed it was a great show. There was no, Uncle Mac told me he, there was no music to start the show. No. You guys didn't even post the show on SoundCloud. I don't know how to do that. There's no Hank Hill. This podcast... How do we post a video on SoundCloud? It's a sound... I recorded it on Facebook. We. you know how many views we got? Do you know how many people watched that? I'm just saying, this show would fall apart without me. 
it's very becoming very apparent for someone who cares very little about the podcast and just happens to host it. Uh, this show uh, would fall apart without me. And that's uh, become very apparent. No we, chicken wings, no Hank Hill. We got like 800 people to watch our our video at least we watch, over look at it. And you watch it. No one listened to it though. That, that's how much Not it reached. one person listened to it. That's how much it. it reached. We had like 800 people that viewed it. And actually clicked into it and watched it. So Absolutely. The only good thing from last week that you guys had was Uncle Max picks, and we got him this week as well. Where do you want to start, Spencer? You know, we'll go ahead and start with the Bedlam game, because that's exciting. Um, I know Uncle Mac doesn't like rivalry games, but it's a it's a special time of the year. But it's championship week. It's championship and, week. You know, you could no you could rules. call you could call this the uh, the Big Twelve Championship, even though it's not. But we won't. We will. Um but we will. <laughs> but we will. <laughs> Zigzag. And Oklahoma, Oklahoma is a twelve is a twelve point favorite. Who yeah. you got? Who's this, Uncle Mac got? Uncle Mac has got some insight in this game. This game opened at thirteen. He's got some insight. I don't know if oh. he's got it at thirteen or not. Uncle Mac got it at thirteen, and he wants Oklahoma State all day. A little bit of tidbit: visitors have won this game the last three meetings. He, I'm not willing, and I don't think he's willing to say that Oklahoma State will win this game, but it's way too many points to cover Oklahoma State all damn day. I don't know if that's a real stat, but... Uh, yeah, <laughs> what did he say? He said that the visitor, the visitor has won this game three times in a row. I don't think that's real. I will check on that. Just the last three meetings. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's fake, but um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're, okay, but timeout. There has to be a penalty... For claiming fake stats that are not fake, because yeah, the game becomes way too easy if you can just say that's a fake I agree. stat every single time. I agree. I know. I know we can. We have the ability to look it up without saying anything, but that that doesn't seem right. But but I'm I'm on I'm on uh, Uncle Max side. I'm taking Oklahoma State in the points. Hey, I don't think they're gonna win the game. I think Oklahoma wins by a touchdown. Not so fast, my friends. Ooh. Baker Mayfield, Didi Westbrook, Samaje Perine. It's all over. Oklahoma is going to cover this, and they're going to sweep. They're going to dominate this game. You circled Oklahoma State. I on did, but that was earlier. That I'm, was like literally that, 30 seconds ago. Listen to me. I got Oklahoma in this game. I've watched you circle it. I've, I've made mistakes before, but I'm taking Oklahoma in this game. I think they're going to win big. Do you, check think, on, do you check on that stat? I'm checking on it, but listen. This is my pick. Oklahoma is going to take this one. I can't agree with you guys on this one. The sauce is tainted this oh, week. Oh, man. Yeah, because you've been on Uncle Mac's sauce yeah, and you I can't keep losing. Stay. I can't stay you on the sauce, losing. dude. i got to drink something else. You're Mac, on the wrong Uncle sauce. Uncle Mac told me that, you've been, that we've been getting this picture all wrong this whole time. but He told us you all were right, getting this picture right, all wrong. All right, all right, all right. I didn't listen to the podcast, so whatever. Yeah, I'm taking Oklahoma. I'm taking the points. Oklahoma wins this by two touchdowns. All right, all right. Colorado, Colorado, Colorado. I'm going my heart. I'm going with Colorado. Colorado. I want an upset. At Washington. I'm taking the points. I don't know where the game is being played. It's minus seven. It's LA. Washington is minus seven. It's being played at Washington in Seattle. It is at uh, it's at the Coliseum, isn't it? I thought it was in LA. It's at the Coliseum. It's somewhere. It's a, it's it's not in Colorado. Maybe at the Rose Bowl. I'll check. It's it's Colorado at Washington, but I think it's in California. Um Washington's a seven point favorite. It doesn't matter. Really doesn't matter. Um it does matter. It's a big game. 
They're right. all neutral sites other than the OU Oklahoma State game. I'm saying it's a big game that matters. Santa Clara, California, they're playing uh, at the 49ers 49 49 stadium. stadium. I know it was an NFL stadium. Boom. Um, are the 49ers really an NFL team still? Kind of. Kind of. The Chip Kelly College NFL team. And they have a piece of shit quarterback who can't stand for the national anthem. Kaepernick. Um, Kaepernick. I don't speak his name. Um, I'm I'm taking Washington in these. I think they went by more than a touchdown. Zach, what do you got? Sticking with the defense. I'm going Colorado. No way. Cephalufau. Cephalufau. No way. Uncle Max got Colorado covering as well. Watch out. They might even win. Let's move on to the SEC championship game. Alabama minus 24. Neutral side playing Florida. Uh, What do you got, Spencer? Oh, you're actually seriously asking me that question. I'm asking you who you would bet on. Minus twenty four Bama. Yeah, I'd bet on Florida. I'd bet on Alabama every single week of the year because they haven't given up a touchdown in over a month. So yeah, I'm taking Alabama twenty four. Yep. Yeah, I think Florida just hasn't shown consistency. I'm They're going, terrible. I'm going to Alabama. Uh, Uncle Matt gave me his pick. I'm not going to report it because because he's wrong. I will. I will never endorse any bet on Bama ever again after having to deal with the people of that state who deal who root for that team. The, again, these people do not deserve to win SEC championships or national championships. Moving on, Clemson minus well, I'm ten. Well, I'm just saying that, that at Virginia if, Tech. We're moving on. I I'm just saying that, that if, if Uncle Mac was was wanting to bet on Alabama, that's probably a good pick. So it, um, it might be, but he's not going to. Uh, minus ten. This is a tough game. Um, Clemson and Virginia with Virginia Tech Clemson ACC at- championship. Clemson's technically the away team. They probably play at the Georgia Dome like they normally do. Um, I'm going to take Vodtech to cover. Yeah. Zach, what do you got? You know, as much as I want to see Clemson lose this game, I don't think they will. I think Deshaun Watson and the rest of the Clemson crew take care of business. I think they cover the 10. I think it's a close game, but I think they get bye-bye double digits. Mm. Well, Uncle Max got Clemson rolling on Virginia Tech by two touchdowns. Moving on to the Big Ten does Championship. Uncle, wait, wait. Does Uncle Mac have a uh, lock of the week? Uh, he is he still he still scared about the lock he, of the week? He's, he's not locking up anything All right. after this season. All right, Big Ten. Moving on, Wisconsin minus two and a half at Penn State for the Big Ten Championship. Spencer, what do you got? Let's wrap up this. I got Wisconsin. I think they cover, and I think they deserve a chance to at least be looked at for if if Washington loses. Even though I picked Washington to cover the seven points, um, I think Washington. Or I mean, Wisconsin deserves a chance. So yeah, I think they cover the two and a half. I think this game is a field goal game, and I think it goes Badgers. I'm going with Wisconsin. That's for you, Chad. That is for you. Uh, Uncle That's Mac. for you, Sass Sisters. Well, Uncle Mac has got Penn State covering and upsetting in this game, throwing college football into chaos. You're just wait. And to top us off, Ballad coming through with non-fake stats. The away team has won. The last three games in the Bedlam series. I would not lie to you guys. I don't know why you guys get so that, defensive. but I know he's got some fake stats that he's 
that he's hiding that he hasn't told us about. Tell me, um, do, you, do you think I've already snuck I'm, two past you? Probably. I'm say he's got one. The last, the last game that we're gonna we're gonna talk about this week um, is our favorite team that we love to watch lose. Uh, Baylor is oh, traveling God. up to Morgantown to play West Virginia. West Virginia is a 17 and a half point favorite. I got the Holgren crazies in this one. West Virginia. I'm I'm all Morgantown. I'm all Morgantown. Baylor sucks. Baylor's not a Baylor fan, but it's way too many points. If you're gonna bet on it, bet on Baylor, but don't because Baylor. Oh uh, yeah. Can we get off college football? Yeah, let's do that. It's, yeah. it's in such chaos. Um, I don't know what to do with it. There's this there's this team in the NFL that's won ten in a row. I don't know if you've heard about them, um, but they make some noise because because we them boys. We them boys. We them boys, and we make a noise. And yes, yes, yes. And the Cowboys continue to win. Exactly. And man, Dak didn't do anything exciting. Yes. He made some plays with his feet when he had to. Absolutely. And he finished with a 108.9 rating. Well, I'll be damned. Yeah, and and he's still he's he's past Brady, and he now has the, I guess technically what they call it, the adjusted, um, the adjusted QBR. Mm-hmm. He's the number one adjusted QBR quarterback in the league. Yes. And, and he's won 10 in a row. And that boy Zeke, he's so hungry. Mm. And there's not enough food in the world. You'd think he'd be on that college uh, that college uh, payment plan. Dude, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. I mean, he's so hungry. And he's always ready to eat. And... He only carried it 20 times, which is pretty low for him. He finished with 97 yards. He had two touchdowns. And then he had 23 receiving yards. I mean, it was a typical Dallas Cowboys game. I mean, they didn't, they didn't impress you. They didn't look like the greatest offense in the league. They don't look like the greatest defense in the league because they gave up 449 passing yards and four touchdowns through the air to Kirk Cousins. I mean... The defense was never supposed to be the strong suit of the Dallas But Cowboys. they've overachieved this year. Sure. And, and they, there's so many more injuries now that have, have added up as the season's gone on and and they still continue to win football games. And they they should have won that game by a lot. And the Redskins made a late push and tried a couple onside kicks, whatever. I mean, say what? I mean, Mr. Kurt, how you like me now, cousins? Um, Ooh, wee. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> the guy that screamed in his GM's face, uh, how you like me now? He did finish with a with a 120.7 rating. I mean, he had a hell of a game. He threw for a lot of yards and a lot of touchdowns. He's a great fantasy quarterback. Yeah, fantasy. Fantasy Man. quarterback, he's really good, and that whole team is very good in fantasy. But they don't, they, I mean, they, they can't beat the Cowboys. 
And mm. Dak, Dak has now completed his first sweep of the Washington Redskins. And, first of many. Yeah. And, you know, I'll let you guys talk about this for a second because i got to run to the restroom. I'll let you all talk about it. And then I do want to talk about Dez and Terrence Williams here in a second. Ballad, I'll go ahead and let you talk about this because i got something to say about you Cowboys fans. So yeah. let's get your perspective. And then I'll tell all the people how it really is. I'll, I'll just tell a little story. I, I have a, a old uh, boss who I'm, I'm positive does not listen to this podcast. I can't imagine anyone still listening to it at this point. But uh, she was a Redskins fan. Has been a Redskins fan her entire life to her credit. And after this game was over, I send her a text. Just a, a happy Thanksgiving smiley face text. And all I get back from her is an emoji of a middle finger. Uh, this lady's probably... Uh, God, I, I don't even want to guess her age because it feels like I, that's the wrong thing to do. <laughs> but she has two children. Like she's a, She is a grown woman. And it was great to get that text back uh, from her. And it's great to know the Cowboys on Thanksgiving have beaten the Redskins six out of eight times. Like, we have their number... I think definitely this season, and definitely on Thanksgiving, and it God, it feels so good to to be a Cowboys fan who can really be excited about the season. And I got I got plans. I'm going to be in Houston coming this up upcoming uh, upcoming Super Bowl. I don't I don't want to I don't want to put uh, too far ahead of of the season, but I I. I'm planning a trip to Houston. I, I can feel that happening. Well, that's a bold prediction. But, you know, the Cowboys look good. Um, they looked really good this week uh, against the team from Washington. And that's really good to say. But it was a classic NFC East showdown. Yeah. It was what it was. And it was a grinded out, hard fought, kind of physical, dirty game. But it was well refereed, I think. And... And it was held between the lines, you know. I, yeah, and it was a really good game. And I won't get, I won't get on, I won't get on um, the Dez versus Josh Norman. Look, too man, much. I think that's great for the NFC East. I, I think it's him. great for football. I think yeah. Josh Norman brings to the table something that Odell Beckham and Dez Bryant haven't seen, and that's a decent cover cornerback who is going to be in your face. He's going to get in your head, and he's going to make the game tough. And, I'll say and he's that's decent. what he did. Uh, you know, Des beat him a couple times, but Norman also beat him a couple times, and I, it was back Dez, and forth. Des could have beat him for a lot more, and yeah. it was just a misread by I mean, Dak. Yeah, Des Des burned him in yeah. a post route early in the game, and Dak just didn't see it downfield. Yeah, and that's that is what it is. But you know, but, as but far can as we, but can we talk about that Terrence Williams catch? I mean, my goodness, that that I'm gonna say is second best, only to that Chance Allen catch. Where he got both toes in the field yeah. of play. That was an amazing catch. But Terrence Williams with the frame oh. of mind just to get those yeah. feet in. I mean, he was he was ballerina. That was a he brilliant was catch, dude. I mean, and and Steve Smith Senior had one last week against the Cowboys, which was pretty impressive. Um, That's what Steve Smith Senior does. Yeah, and and he's a veteran. And Terrence Williams, I've. He's underwhelmed, but he's shown up when it does count, and that's huge for you. I yeah, think that's well, a big he deal. he didn't show up when he needed to get out of bounds, but we'll get past that because we won ten in a row, and I've gotten over that. I've gotten over that in the past ten weeks. Um, 
the other team in Texas that plays professional football. Barely. Well, Lead. well, they get paid to play football. The other divisional leaders. Yeah, those guys. Um, they are still divisional leaders because Titans lost. Um, oh no, the Titans won this week, but they they yeah. came back with the Colts. Yeah, they're the hell that's that's a close league, and and that's one league that I I feel like the Titans are gonna win. But yeah, the Houston Texans. Um, and, and before you start talking about the Houston Texans. I'm going to leave. I'm going to get our chicken wings started, if that's okay with everybody. Spencer, you're look, looking still sad for whatever reason. I... It's, it's about time you got the chicken wings started. <laughs> you know, we're coming up on almost two hours on yeah, this so, podcast. So stop trying to interrupt us. We're trying to move on. Get through this section and, and yeah. So just so what I want to say is, man, Brock Osweiler is so freaking bad. Awful. Thanks, pal. Go get the chicken wings ready. Yeah, he's horrible. I mean, three interceptions, and they didn't even come close. I mean, yeah, they lost by eight points, but good God, man. But, dude, I heard something this week that Houston is like a top three rushing team in offense. Apparently, they're like the 12th best total defense. Is that right? Maybe total. I think they're top five in at least one category. It's passing. They have a good pass defense. Yes. So, I mean, that's the thing is, like, if you were to look at they give statistically... They give up three touchdowns to Phillip Rivers, man. They're pretty good. Yeah, statistically... Except for Brock Osweiler, who just doesn't show up to games. It's... I don't know. I, I really don't know what they're going to do moving forward. It's It's... I don't know, man. I well, mean, it's hard because I'm not a Texans fan, so I really can't get that invested into it. But, yeah. I, well, but apparently, I think the bigger thing is, like, what do you do when you're so mediocre for so long and it's because of your quarterback? You know, they've made the playoffs with guys like Brandon Whedon and TJ Yates. Like, mm-hmm. nobody's, man. Like, backups in the league are playoff quarterbacks Because their division's the been Texans. bad. For a long time. The only other person that could do it was Andrew Luck and the Colts his rookie year. And, and he has a terrible offensive line. And they're bad this year. Um, yeah, Houston's, Houston's not good. And Houston and Brock, Brock is so bad that Houston had to come out this week and say that he would still be the starting quarterback this coming weekend. I mean... Obviously, he's yeah. going to be the starting corner. He better be. I mean, you're paying the guy almost a thousand dollars a 80, second, almost eighty million dollars. Like, yeah, of course he's going to be the starting quarterback. He's yeah. he just got there. There's nobody else better than him. I would hope. Um, I mean, if they have somebody better on their yeah. roster and they're not playing, that's um, just a damn shame. So back to the NFC East, because I don't even want to talk about the Vikings Lions game. Um, because it was a Thanksgiving game. Yeah, there wasn't anything outside of the two well, the Lions, touchdowns in the first round. The Lions are what two games up now in the division. They're a game up on. They're the Vikings. seven and two, and the Vikings are five and six or six and six. The Vikings lost five or six in a row. I think they're like six and four. No, they've they've lost the same amount of games that they've won. I promise you that. Um, but either way, it was I'll a Thanksgiving. I'll tell you right now. I'll tell you right now. It's a Thanksgiving game. There wasn't anything much out of it. I mean, aside from the first drive for each team, and 
It, it is what it is. I mean, the Vikings got to win. They're divisional leaders right now. And yeah. they're, I mean, they're rolling in the sense that they're getting wins and doing what they need to. So. Yep. Um, so the Vikings are the Vikings are six and five. They're, I mean, they were what five and zero. Oh? Yeah. To start the season and lost five straight or lost four, four straight, straight and then won a game and then lost, lost again. Um, and then back to the NFC East. And watching that Packers Eagles game was so satisfying. Because uh, I, you know, the Cowboys beat the Packers at Lambeau, and they beat them pretty handily. I mean, a lot they of people are beating the Packers. They, yeah, and and they beat the Packers handily in Lambeau. Well, yep. the Packers traveled to Philly and just beat the dog shit out of Philly, and I I got nothing to say about that game other than Carson Wentz. Has shown that he's a rookie. And... I mean, here's the thing, though, and just to go back to it, the Lions are seven and four. They're game up on the Vikings. Yeah. yeah. Um, but game and a half. The thing that kills me about the Eagles is they just don't trust Carson Wentz. You know, they they've gotten so many wins on his back so far, yeah. and it's like at the end of the day, they still just don't well, trust him. Like, is it him it's, or it's, is it the defense? Is it him or is it the defense? I mean, the defense has won them a lot of games. Yeah. yeah but but in, the early, in the first three games when they went 3-0 and and everybody was like, Wentzylvania, Carson Wentz for president, it was because they were playing garbage teams just like the Cowboys. Sure. But I think the thing is, you see it, they don't let him throw the ball downfield. They don't let him have options downfield. It's very intermediate. And their receivers football. drop more passes. It's... Their receivers drop more passes than anybody in the NFL. I, I mean, mean outside joke. of Jordan Matthews, there's... Nobody there. And he and, drops more passes than anybody yeah, in the NFL. Yeah, they're I mean, they're horrible. Zach Ertz is the most reliable on the yeah. on the team right now. Jordan Matthews and Nelson Aguilar are horrible. I mean, they have the worst hands in the NFL. Um, maybe one of the weirdest finishes in the NFL. Let's just talk about just the finish alone. Um, the Chiefs Broncos game. Just the the fact of. That was a crazy game. Cairo man. Santos, that's a crazy name? game. Yeah. He, he kicks the ball. Doinks it. Hits it off the left upright. The ball ricochets, and nobody in the stadium nor either sideline knows if the ball went through the uprise. I mean, it shanks off and goes off to directly the right. right. And you couldn't tell right away if it went in. And then you see the refs put their hands up as if the field goal is good. I mean, it was a crazy football game. And the Broncos give up 30 points. Maybe that defense isn't as good as everybody's talked about. Um, speaking of the Aggies, uh, Von Miller. Um, you know, maybe maybe that defense isn't as good. Or maybe that offense just really is. I mean, I don't know the offense isn't any good. And they, they can't keep the defense off the field. That that defense is really good, and they finally got back a healthy Akeem Talib and some other pieces for this week. But I think when you, when you look at it, when you honestly look at it, Kansas City is also an extremely good defense. They know and, how and, to win games. And Justin Houston showed up for this showdown. He had, what, five sacks in the first half alone? I mean, it was a crazy game for him. But... 
<laughs> you look at it, you get the safety from the Kansas City Chiefs, and then immediately get the kick return for a touchdown. It's just big for them. The defense for both teams was really huge, and I think that's just the thing you saw in this game was what defense is going to last longer. And it was Kansas City, and they got the kick, and they're happy to get away with a win. Of course, yeah. And um, it was a good win, you know. It was, I mean, going, going to mile high, that's that's always tough. Alex with the Smith, elevation. Alex Smith looked good getting the ball to his tight he end. He just wins football games, man. That's I mean, all he does. Whenever he doesn't throw to his Even receivers. Even when he's not playing, they win football games. When he doesn't throw to his receivers, he's really good. Yeah. Travis Kelsey, eight catches, 102 yards. is a great game. Yeah. Are you, are you as hungry as I am right now? I'm pretty hungry, I honestly. could really use some wings. We've been craving wings for a minute now. Dude, I'm starving. A hot minute. I'm starving. But I think that's what happens when we leave Ballard in charge of things. I don't even know what he's doing. I he's mean, been gone. He said he's going to work on the wings. So, guys. What's up, man? Got the wings in the oven. What you guys talking about? Just talking about how freaking hungry we are. Well, you know, if we weren't uh, going this long, we'd have to start this way. Which game are you on? You know, maybe if we had uh we're gonna wing, get, maybe if we had a wing sponsor, that'd be cool. If we had a wing sponsor, like any of the fine wing establishments that you can find in Austin, Texas. There's a lot of them. Maybe. So if you're listening out there, uh, yeah. <clears throat> Give us a up. shout. Help us out. Our producer is letting us down in this category. Yeah. It's time for us oh, a wing sponsor. He's, he's good, on. but he's good, but he's we, good. We, could, we could do better. But the time. We could do better. We could all do better. Um, so that. we were just about to talk about Zach's team. Patriots and how they barely beat the Jets. I don't want to talk much on this. Um, it was sure a don't. great win for the Patriots. Uh, lost Gronkowski in the middle of the game. He looks like he's going to be all right for next lost week. Lost him early. Which is, which is really good. Yeah, his back's hurt. I, I wasn't... I mean, I had him on my fantasy team. Benched him because I knew he was going to be shaky coming off of the chest injury. Yeah. Uh, Earl Thomas is a monster and yep. he put a lick on him. And he put him out for two weeks and that's fine. Okay. But and Earl Thomas is out. Yeah, I mean, he did some damage. I mean, he it was an immovable, immovable object and an unstoppable <laughs> yeah, force, whatever, yeah, yeah. whatever that is. Yeah, physics. I'm not going with physics, physics, but yeah. But, uh, you know, Tom Brady was banged up this week. He came in. He looked decent. LeGarrette Blunt kind of held it down for them. They got a win against a division rival in the Jets, and this is always a tough game. It's always close. And it's one of those games where whoever wins, you're happy to get away with a win because it's that good of a game. Yeah. Um, it, it is what it is. I think the Patriots are a little banged up right now, but if we can get healthy, if we can get Deion Lewis back, I think we're going to make a big run in the playoffs. So well, we, we got a lot to look forward well, to. Well, in my opinion, they're the best team in the league. Um, ESPN now has the Raiders as the number two team in the league. Behind the Cowboys in the power rankings, and um, we talked about this this week. Yeah, you know? we did, and, and it was a it was a close game. They played a a team that we thought was going to be good in Carolina, and have showed that they're not that good. Um, but they showed up for this game, you know, and and they did. And Derek Carr won the game. They won the game. That's all that matters. After he what dislocated? But God, his that pinky, pinky oh injury my. was so nasty, dude. Oh. It hurt. I, I watched the they, video. They said he was. It was what he said. It was what the worst pain he felt in his yes. life. He just came off it screaming. Looks, dude, the thing was sideways. <laughs> his pinky was sideways. It was nasty. Um, but he went yeah. to the locker room. They they, they replaced snapped it back it in and, and put probably a glove gave him, on it. Probably gave him a shot. 
What? You, you saw how much it affected him oh. because even in the victory formation, he had to take the snap out of the shotgun because he couldn't take a snap from yeah. center. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at that point, I don't even know why you just don't put in the backup to for take real, the snap. For real. But hey, they, was, they won the game. They they closed it out. Whatever. That's a manly way to do that. Um, Ballad, you got something from this game? No, I think he's saying we're being too loud. No, I'm saying hey, this table is fragile, and I can see it bending. For, for for everyone who's listening, and I can't imagine anyone still listening to this, but this is we're we're on a, a ping pong table that I attempted to put together. All right, so ago. so we'll go ahead. It's about to break it. <laughs> um, but I, if we're talking about the Carolina game, which I'm pretty sure we are. Yeah, make it make it quick. Make it quick. Stupid hats. Yeah, we get it. He wears stupid hats. All right, that's enough. And stupid. No, that's enough. These that's days. enough. That's enough. Let's go. Um, Seahawks. Shut the hell up. Seahawks, I'll decide when it's too Seahawks much. Seahawks get their ass kicked by the Buccaneers. Who look like they may be a playoff team. They might be. Um, we know how you hate Cam's hats, but we, we got to move. Um, but they're the same every week. so we. And the Seahawks score five points. Is this, was this a baseball score? Four, 14 to five? I don't know what is happening, but the Seahawks even, are okay. terrible on the okay. road. Who knows? Who cares? Let's go to the next week in NFL football. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Let's I mean, look forward. Everybody says the Seahawks are the team that's going to beat the Cowboys in the playoffs. I'm, I'm not scared. Um, Shut the hell up. Yeah, so we'll start with the Cowboys. Um, Cowboys tomorrow and Vikings. Night. Yep, yep. Tomorrow night. Hello, Rush. Thursday night. And they're all wearing um, their own cleats this week. Yes, this week. I did not. So cleats for cause. Cleats for cause. Cleats for cause. I saw Zeke had an animal-related cleat. Dog bones. My favorite. ASPC or AC ASPCA. That's fake. That one. The one in Dallas. That's the animal one. Yes. I'm still with Jarvis Landry. I love Jarvis Landry's cleats for this week. Um, man, I cannot think of the cause. I will get back to you in a second. Um, did you see, did you see, uh, Dax, did you see, uh, Dax cause? I did not. No? Phil soon. What do you got? Tell Phil soon. So, he's wearing, uh, he's wearing cleats that are, that are, uh, giving awareness to colon cancer, which is what his mom died of. Okay. And the cleats are, one, one is blue, one is white. And it says mom, and it has a white ribbon. And so that'll be pretty cool. And like we yes, said. Yes, ma'am. Yep. Yeah, yes, ma'am. Good looking out to you, Miss Prescott. You know, you raised you raised a good kid. And, and Dak, uh, Dak will be wearing some Adidas cleats that, that have mom on them with uh, the colon cancer ribbon on it. And Zeke will be wearing the... ASPCA or whatever it is, and uh, so so I'm I'm looking forward to that. I just sure. want to say this is breaking news. Uh, Coach Mike Zimmer of the Minnesota Vikings is undergoing emergency eye surgery tonight. This just broke four minutes ago from NFL. What? I just want to bring that up. It it, it affects the game tomorrow, but just so everybody knows. Crazy, you know, if I was part of the Vikings, events. I'd be looking for any excuse to get out of this game as well. <laughs> I, I wouldn't want to play for the, against the Cowboys either. Wow. Cowboys, a minus three and a half point favorite. Uh, Spencer, who you got in this game? Who do you think I have in this game? I, I know who you got. Yeah, I have the Cowboys. I, I mean, there's there's no way. I don't. 
I haven't seen anything from the Vikings that shows they can score more than 15 points against a mediocre defense. So, yeah, I'm taking the Cowboys. Zach, anything different on that? No. Uh, Cowboys are rolling number one team in football right now. I'll say this is the game that I'm the most worried about this season. I hate traveling on Thursday. We've had a week, man. I understand that, but I hate traveling on Thursday. I hate being this. It's, this this the full week. I the, think it's the, not the a regular one team. I I don't like it. I think the Cowboys Thursday. will win, but I don't feel good about it. It's not a regular Thursday. I think you're not used to it, and I think that's the biggest difference. I think with a full week, it's the same preparation. It's not as a regular normal. Thursday. It's a normal week. It's and a then Sunday. You get a it's long, a Sunday game. Yeah. So, it's a Sunday game. Uh, it's all Cowboys yeah, for me. Yeah, absolutely. You're already here. I'm worried. Texas at Packers. Packers a minus six and a half favorite. Spencer, what do you like about this? Packers. Absolutely. The Texans are garbage. I mean, I, I know the Packers have played bad at Lambeau, but they showed they can win last weekend. I think this is not a close game. No. The Texans struggle more so on the road than anything else. And I think it's with cold the there. performance Aaron Rodgers had this past week... And the weather changing, I think it only helps Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. They look like they're getting a little bit healthier, and they look like they're rolling. I'm going Packers on this one. We got a high of 38 degrees and possible snow. So, yeah, we may see some snow in that game. We all agree, Packers in this one. Next one, we got the Rams at New England. Jared Goss, first game at Foxborough. I'll start with you, Zach. What do you like about this? The pass minus 13 and a half. Make it quick. This is easy. Um, same thing. Uh, the weather has changed. The Patriots love to be at home. They love the cold. They love the conditions. Gillette Stadium is rocking this week. It's all pats. It's going to be hot. It all says, pats. It says 44 degrees. That's I mean, cold, baby. That's it's cold hot. for me. It's cold for LA, bro. It's cold for LA. It's cold for LA. Yeah, it's all pats. We all agree. Uh, we got the Chiefs. At the Falcons, minus four for the, the the other dirty birds. This what do you think about that, Spencer? This is a tough one. This is a tough one. Um The Chiefs know how to win games and they know how to play close games, so I'm man, I'm gonna take the Chiefs in the points. I I I think it's I think they win the game. I don't think the Falcons I know the Chiefs defense is good. I think the Falcons keep up. I think it's going to be a low scoring, lower scoring than we all think with the Falcons' high-powered offense. I think the Chiefs at least cover, but I think they win. Seeing what the Falcons did to the Cardinals this last week, I got to go with the Falcons at home. I got to think that they cover the points here. I got to trust my quarterback in fantasy, Matt Ryan. Take me to the promised land. I'm going with the Falcons. I'll go against both y'all just for fun. Give me the Chiefs. Didn't we, didn't we just go against each I, other here? I said so, the Chiefs. Yeah. Um, that was that's fine. I was not uh, listening that's for fine. the record. Eagles at the Bengals. Eagles are a one-point favorite from what I saw that. I don't know if you're a bookie. Oh, now I see it even. Yeah, you need a new bookie. Yeah. Uh, well, I, well the, the bookie that I could have had it at was at minus one Eagles. Um, now I, the, now I see minus it. One. It's still in the favorite for the Eagles. We'll go minus one. We'll we'll keep it at minus one, even though it's now a pick 'em game. Let's just go pick 'em. Let's go pick 'em. Eagles, Bengals. I'm gonna take the Eagles. Ballard, what do you got? Uh, if it's a pick 'em and they're playing in Cincinnati, give me give me the Red Rifle. I'll take the Bengals. I'm going with the Rocket as well. I also gotta go with my fantasy tight end Eifert. Is AJ Green even healthy? No, he's done. He's out for the season. 
That's what I thought. Uh, I'm still going Tyler Eifert and the Bengals hmm. at home. Wow. Okay. Well, I'll be the one to win that one. Um, you can think about it. Good looking out, Greg Boyle, even though the Eagles suck. Um, last place in the NFC East. Greg Boyle, listen up. Eagles are going fishing early this season. Yeah, they are. But we'll see you in a few weeks. Um, back to the NFC East, to our other buddy who's named Greg. Um, Greg Dono, the Giants at the Steelers. Steelers, Steelers are a six and a half favorite. Man, I can't, I cannot say that that's going to be a win for the Steelers. I got to take the Giants in six and a half. These Bailey guys love, or the uh, Vegas guys love the Steelers. Man, they were a, a favor for the Cowboys game. Man, you gotta be kidding. Yeah, me. the Steelers were a favor for the Cowboys game. And how did that turn out? I think the Giants here too. It's still six and a half right now. What I'm looking at. Yeah, I think the Giants in this one as well to cover at least. You know what? I'm sticking with my fantasy guns here. <laughs> Le'Veon Bell is gonna take me home. Steelers, gonna beat the Giants by oh, touchdown. Oh fuck, Dono! He's disrespecting your team. Baron, that one's for you, buddy. He's disrespecting your team. Hey, Dono. I got family from the Northeast. They like the Steelers. Anchila, R.I.P. This one's for you. You're disrespecting Cherie and you're disrespecting Dono. They're not family, bro. I gotta go with family on this one. And you're disrespecting Eli Manning, who your girlfriend. Listen. And her family has ties too. She's not family yet, so I gotta go with family, bro. Wow. Eli Manning. I'm going with family. If there's Um, one thing I stand for, it's family. All right, all right, all right, all right. I'm not writing these down, by the way. That that team from. Are you circling at least circling the teams you're rooting you're you're picking? I mean, no, I remember. Ah, okay, yeah. We can check the tape. Um, that's that's the great thing about recording a podcast. We can check the tape. That let's team, get, that team this. from Washington is playing. Smoked. The team from Washington is playing in Arizona against the Cardinals. You know what? I'm over it. Cardinals are a two and a half favorite. I'm going with Washington on this one on the road. Washington looks good. They look like a playoff ready team. Carson Palmer looks like a man ready to retire in the Arizona sunset. I got Washington in this one. I got them by at least three. Val, what you got? Uh, give me the Cardinals. Yeah, Washington. You think they're gonna cover two and a half? Hell yeah! Did you yeah. see the last game? By three. Give did it you, to me. Did you see the last game? Uh, no, I did not. He doesn't was, watch games, bro. I was on the road. Who's was in Alabama. I was. I, I was on a twelve-hour drive from Alabama um, after, being, after day drinking and um, night drinking and morning but, drinking. But the you, day before. but you watched the Cowboys game, right? Of course, it was on Thursday. So you watched that Washington offense. I've seen it. And and how Jordan Reed is a stud. Injured. And how Injured. Deshaun Jackson is a stud. Deshaun Jackson and has how, had his games How Jamison Crowder is a stud. And how Kirk Cousins can throw for 500 yards to you and me. Especially you feel comp- you sound confident. Should we have a... Uh... A side bet, a non-monetary side bet on this game. No, we can bet whatever you were trying to get for me on Venmo today, whatever you're requesting. <laughs> you, Five dollars so and sixty. Brought that up. Me and my fraternity brothers have been just sending people requests for money, just seeing if anybody will be dumb enough to to send it without thinking about it. I knew you were bullshit. And when, when I thought about, I knew you were bullshit. Who are my dumbest friends who who I could probably trick into this? 
you were the first person that came in mind. Wow, so. that's that's offensive. So and I think we're we're gonna move on. But yes, I, I will. Gotcha. I will pay you five hundred five dollars and sixty nine cents if Washington doesn't cover the two and a half spread. Put it on the board. Panthers at Seahawks, the final game we're gonna cover. Uh, you and Seahawks. Head on. You're gonna th- you say they cover? Uh, yeah. Why not? I just hate Cam Newton that much, and I'm so sick of his stupid hats. Let me get Chad on the phone. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm taking the Panthers for sure. I think he's losing his mind, honestly. I mean, honestly, I think they make it close. I don't think the Panthers win. Seeing what the Seahawks did on they the road. They can't score. But that's on the road, man. They're a they totally different score. team no, at home. They can't score. Their offense is garbage. I've seen them score at home. I've seen them score with Jimmy Graham at home because they against, can. Against shitty defenses. I'm going to take the Seahawks. I think they get the touchdown. You think they cover? I think they cover. Oh. Carolina is bad. And when the Seahawks are at home, they are better. And that's the thing is like, when you look at it, it's not about can the Panthers cover this. Yeah, they could. But when the Seahawks are at home, the fans don't care how they're playing. The fans will say, we're at home. We're the 12th man. We're the Seahawks. They're still bad I think they cover. Still bad offense. I'm going to take the Seahawks. You're going to eat your words next week. Okay. That's the way it is. I think the Panthers cover that. Um, As she goes. So, we're going to move into our nightcap here. Did you Did you bring beer with us? Oh, you know the the nightcap is sponsored by. It's it, it's definitely sponsored by Strange Land Brewery. So can oh, you, we got also that pills of beer for any occasion. For any occasion, yeah. Um, and and we also we also have our uh, our college basketball analyst and just all around analyst of all college sports. Um, Chad Goodall, what's up, man? Hey, what's going on, guys? You know, for me, Chad, it was uh, it was a lot of working and sitting in front of uh, a dual monitor computer screen and and trying to sell stuff. So I didn't get to see a whole lot of family. How was your thing, Casey, man? Well, that's unfortunate. Um, I think the was fantastic. Um, I get gained probably fifteen pounds. Uh, the moms really hooked it up this year with a bunch of good stuff. So. Uh, Hats off to mom for that one. Yeah, Deborah. Deborah is uh, definitely an angel, and I do appreciate all that she has ever done for me. Oh, Deborah um, is an angel. You hit it right on the head on that one. So I mean, I'm sure it's easy for you to get that 50 pounds too. You're a small guy. Hey, I mean, I'll take it where I can get it. All right. <laughs> that's a good. That's a good point, Zach. Um, so Chad, um, Ballad had definitely teased the story of. Of you and him in uh, in that dirty city of New Orleans, and uh, he said you had a good story to tell. Oh, good old dirty New Orleans. So uh, let's just say it wasn't as crazy as Mardi Gras, because I know both Spencer and Zach can understand how Mardi Gras get. Yeah, I don't want any part of that. So let's let's just start off by this: Ballad and I didn't even know that we were both going to be in the area at the same time until the very last minute. So whenever we found out we were both going in that direction, we got on the phone together and decided, hey, 
let's just meet up in or in uh, New Orleans and uh, make something happen. Yep. So, so we get down there, and of course it's Texas versus Kansas on Saturday, and uh. Uh, we make it a plan to meet up for that game. So we walk into a brewery right in the French Quarter, and we both look at each other and we say, "All right." This game is going to decide how the rest of our night goes. <laughs> and needless to say, you both know how the outcome, you know, how so, it came out. So, so it turned into a shit show. So we decided, all right, let's try to forget this night. <laughs> and we were pretty successful on it. We watched, after, after we watched the game and it went south, we decided, all right, let's go down to Bourbon Street and start getting a little crazy. That turned into a what are the odds game. And if you two don't understand what what are the odds game is, you ask someone what are the odds you're going to do something. And they give you the odds, either 1 to 10 or 1 of 4, and you both count at the same time and say a number. Well, if you guess that number correctly, then the person that you ask what are the odds to has to perform that task. Oh, God. Good old Good old Haley asked Zach, what are the odds that you would get up on the table in the middle of the bar, take your shirt off, and wave it around your head? Let's just say Mr. Ballard lost this game. <laughs> he got up in the bar, packed, this bar is packed, got up on the table, took his shirt off, and started waving around his hand, around his head for, I want to say, a good 10 seconds. Is there video Everyone evidence of this? There, there was Snapchat evidence, but let's just say with Zach's body, we couldn't be comparing it to any of ours, so we had to take it down. <laughs> well, well, you know, he's he's a lot shorter and and a lot a lot thicker than you and I, Chad. I mean, you One and size. I are you and I are a little uh, a <laughs> little thinner. I mean, he's kind of uh, yeah, as he said, fun sized. Uh, Haley, Haley's grandma uh, yeah. described me as sturdy. 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 <laughs> <laughs> He's a little tree trunk. All right, Chad. So. So we, we had a, we had a fun time to say. Yeah, Let's and get into this. and New Orleans is always a good time. Um, so I want to tell you something that I told uh, the the zigzags over here. Um, I uh, so I work I work for a call center now uh, for Best Buy. I actually talked to. Craig Way's brother today on the phone. No joke. Really? No joke. I talked to wow. his brother, and uh, that was kind of cool. Um, so we'll go from uh, from Craig Way, the voice of the Longhorns, to the the huge point of the Longhorns, which is the coaching change. Yeah. So. I so don't, I don't know how you feel about him, but I mean, I, I mean, I already, I already talked about, I already talked about Tom Herman tonight, and I have my doubts. Uh, I want to know what you think, Chad. What do you think of Tom Herman? I love the hire. Love the hire. Um, you know, with all of the pressure that Tom's Herman agent was doing to put on Texas, and whoever his agent is needs to raise because with the LSU story coming out. Uh, Pretty much at the right time, you know, Texas made, they didn't mess around at all. They went ahead, went in, you know, fired Charlie Strong within hours, got Todd Herman, or Tom Herman. I mean, what more could you ask for as a Texas fan? Let me tell you this. 
you know, Charlie Strong had his time there, and by all means, I was the biggest Charlie Strong supporter. I love what the, what the man stands for. However, he just couldn't produce. He just couldn't produce on the field. Yeah. I mean, if you look at this season alone, you know, I'm a big advocate of talent will outweigh coaching up until a close game. Close games are decided by coaching. And if you look at what Texas did this year, they lost by seven to Cal. They lost by five to Oklahoma. Lost by three to Kansas State. Lost by four to West Virginia, and then lost by three to Kansas. If you were to take better coaching, all five of those could have been wins, and we're looking at a ten and two season. Yeah. So bringing in a new coach, I love it. I think he's going to go. Depending on how the quarterback situation shakes up with Sam Ellinger coming in, I think they're either going to go seven and five with Ellinger, or they'll go eight and four this year. Well, and, and there's there's also the possibility. You know, there's there's been talk of uh, Kyle Allen coming from AM to come to UT, and then, you know, you have, you have the, uh, you have the stuff that, that's going on with, with Tom Herman and the whole media thing, and how he handles media, um, yeah, it's, it's definitely gonna be interesting, I, I, I don't, I don't think he was the best option, but I do think he was a good option, um, but speaking of UT, I do want to get into Texas basketball, and, the game they had last night that I didn't even know about because it was so it was, it was not something that I even put on my radar. Yeah, um, very unfortunate to say the least. I mean, University of Texas at Arlington. Hey, they took um, us to overtime last year, man. Yeah. The, the problem with the Texas team this year is they've been playing down to all their competition. Yeah. Um, they've played a lot of nobodies, Incarnate Ward. I mean, heck, they struggled with them. So yeah, they Texas did. basketball this year is really playing down to their competition. Yeah. And I think it all starts on defense for them. You know, they last year they played very well on defense, and they stayed in a lot of games they shouldn't have. They shouldn't have even contended with. And this year, there's zero effort on the defensive end. Uh, you know, their opponents are shooting you know, just above what they were last year against them. But the, the turnovers for Texas are huge. You know, Eric Davis, just, you know, just to throw out his numbers for this year, um, he's shooting 16% from beyond the arc. <laughs> I mean, that's atrocious. He was at 38% last year. Yeah, and he was one of the best three-point shooters on the team last year. You know, and it's just, with him having to play the point and, you know, then go play the, the two guard, the shooting guard, the two guard, it's really messing up with their chemistry. You know, they, they have a bunch of young guys and the chemistry just hasn't, hasn't come in yet on the offensive end, especially. Because, yeah. you and know, they look out of sorts. Yeah, so they're just... I don't even know what offense they're running half the time. Because they're just running around like chickens with their heads cut so, off. So, so um, I heard a, I heard a funny thing today on um, on the horn on the afternoon show, and it was um, they they were talking about how it looked like what OKC looked like in the playoffs last year. Yeah, and it was a few guys trying to take over the game, and there was no there was no sort of 
no, there was there was really no play calling. It was just one guy playing hero basketball, and and they are so young, and that's that's what everyone wants to try and say, like, oh well, they're losing games because they're young. They're losing games because of this and that, and no, you got guys that played on a team that was very good last year and had a chance to be very good last year, and it's it's just frustrating to me that you know you have Jared Allen who is probably going to go pro next year who is your 100%. best your best player as as a freshman and it, it, it's just it's frustrating to see that team play and to see Curran Roach and to see no point guard no real point guard when they've had i mean a year to figure this out oh absolutely and you know, I'll give Shaka a, a pass from last year because he did have a group of seniors who could show the younger guys, hey, look, let us take over at certain times. This is when you do this. This is when you do that. And those guys were in a different – I mean, I'm talking Eric Davis, Kerwin Roach, and Kevin Mack were in a completely different situation last year than what they're thrown into this year. Um, yeah. That's on Shaka Smart to not get those guys ready for the roles that they got to play. These guys don't really understand their role on the team, and that's Shaka Smart's fault because, you know, you're just now starting the season. You have the whole offseason to figure that out. Yeah, I agree. I mean, now's not the time to be messing with, uh, you know, lineups like he is. And you have Kevin Mack coming off the bench that's averaging 14 points a game. You know, he he needs to be in the game a lot more than what he is. Yeah, why is he not starting? I mean, there's a lot of questions, and, and, you know... Again, we don't we don't know. Yeah. But you know, if you look at his production over, of course he set out the first game, but if you look at his production over the last six, I mean, he's playing lights out. And you know, like you mentioned, Jared Allen, you know, the the kid's a stud. Yeah. And he's shooting over. He's shooting fifty plus percent. He's shooting fifty two percent from the field. Yeah. And he's know, he he's, needs more shots. He's one guy. The he's, offense should run through him. Is what it should. Yeah, it is should. I agree. I agree. And and he's the one guy that I think that could possibly be, you know, the one guy that sticks around and stays with Shaka to see how this team develops. Um, but yeah, I think um, I think that's really gonna do it for our our UT basketball talk. It's 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 gonna it's gonna take time. It's gonna take time. They're a very young team. Um, we do appreciate you calling in, Chad. And uh, hey, I got I got a quick question for you guys before you get me off the phone here. Let's hear it. And I'm taking it back to college football real quick. I just want to just want to hear pick you guys' brain on this real quick. Um, I know there hasn't been very much talk of this team making the college football playoff, but if Oklahoma State beats Oklahoma this weekend, would there be a discussion for them in the college football playoff? No way. And the reason I'm asking. Let me, let me let me take it back here. The reason I'm asking is because if you think back to their Central Michigan loss, they actually should have won that game. It was yes. the refs' fault they didn't win that game. No so way. They would be an undefeated team. Well, they dropped one to Michigan uh, to, to West Virginia. Yeah, there there are two lost teams. Did they? Yeah, they lost West Virginia in the season. I thought they were undefeated team. Yeah, they're no. two. They're two lost. But, but I'm, I'm, I'm with okay. you, Chad, because almost everyone in the media has admitted that that, that play should have never happened and that game should not go down as a loss. 
the playoff committee are the only people who have said that that will be viewed as a loss. Uh, but if if they beat OU, I, I'm I'm okay with them making the playoffs. I don't, I don't think it'll happen, but I wouldn't be surprised. No, nope. I, I think if you look at it, the only team from the Big 12 that has a shot is Oklahoma because of the way that their offense is set up. But even then, yeah. they're, they're on the outside looking in yep. to three other things that need to happen before they could get in. It, it's it's a, a tough situation a with so many two-loss teams, and it's just an unfortunate situation for both of them. So I, I don't think either of them make it in. I don't, I don't either. I was just curious. You know, whenever I was looking at them up, of course, you have to look at the stats, right? Yeah, like, I mean, that's... A, that West Virginia stat. That would be a crazy thing. Try to sneak one by you guys. Try to pull a ballot here. Uh, nice not try. Nice try, dude. Hey, of all people to correct the stat. Nice try. You know. Hey, thank you so much for calling in, Chad. We will uh, we will talk to you next week, all right, man? We appreciate it, bud. All right. Have a good one, guys. Later, buddy. Look at Chad trying to sneak a... Trying to sneak stats. Big stat by us. The um, on the game today. So... You had um, a story about a about a soccer team, huh? I saw yeah. I saw the videos. And uh, I saw the stories. So. Man, super sad. Yesterday yeah. we had uh, early morning plane crash in uh, Colombian Mountain. Um, the top tier team from Brazil. I I cannot pronounce the name, so I won't butcher it. Yeah. Um, but their their plane ride to the first leg of the championship in a Sudamericana. Well, didn't they make have a huge upset or something? They did. They they had an upset to in the semifinals to get to, to, get to the, the finals yeah. of the Sudamericana yeah. uh, championship, and they're playing a team from Argentina. They're on their way to their first leg, and their plane crashed uh, due to a failure. They're still working on the actual cause, um, but super sad, man. What, like 75? Five survivors 70, and 75 died. deaths. Yeah. Um, it's just a really tragic event, and it's one of those things where yeah. you look at sports and you say, man, there is so many bigger things than the sport itself and and everybody has shown grace and, and character through all of this and it, it's just super sad and all you have is prayers for the family of all these players you and think you think back those to, close to them you think back to uh, you know tragic events such as um what is it roberto clemente died in a plane crash well and what it and was, then there's um, another soccer team that well, they, there Crash was. In the 80s. I think. I think Clemente. Yeah, I think uh, Roberto Clemente was a baseball player, but I think he. I can't remember exactly what it was, but yeah, there was another baseball team that died. There was a football crash. team that crashed and in then, the Indies and they had to eat each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was that was crazy, and then, um, and then, um, Payne Stewart, yeah. one of the one yes. of the, yes. the the guy who wore the knickers. And and was a huge fan of uh, was one of the one of the guys who was so emotional when he won the U.S. Open after Payne Stewart, or I mean after um, Harvey Pennant died, mm-hmm. and he won the U.S. Open and just sat there and cried into his own into his hands and won the U.S. Open on Father's Day with his wife and kids there, and it, I mean you. It's crazy these athletes dying these, and then just, and then Francisco crazy. and then Francisco uh, Rodriguez yeah and, just recently and, died in the in the boat crash, 
And there's there's been yeah, more I mean, stuff that came out after. But all sorts of crazy yeah. things that have happened, and, and it's just super sad. And, but, and it's one of those things where we appreciate yeah. life outside of sports because there is yeah. something so much more to it. I'll, and, I'll, I'll say, I'll and, say this. It's, it's a good reminder that athletes are, are regular people. They deserve the respect that you would give any regular person, and, and they're not immortal. Yeah, they are. They are regular humans, just like, just like you and I. Maybe, maybe not as, well, uh, maybe better, but well, maybe better in athletic I mean, stands by better similar. looking. And <laughs> I mean, would 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 somebody would would Monster Energy sponsor your golf bag for seven million dollars? I doubt it. Yeah, probably not. Would um, we sponsor Tiger Woods for seven million dollars? Uh, probably not. If I had it, probably want If to. I had it, yes, I would. Yes, absolutely. And if I had seven As a million dollars, we would not. I'm letting you know. We, if we had seven million dollars laying around, that would not be where it would be going. I'm telling you, if I had seven million dollars, I would sponsor Tiger Woods golf bag because That's why you're not in charge of marketing. He's for, coming uh, back. Anything. He's coming back tomorrow, and Monster Energy replaced muscle powder muscle farm muscle farm that yes. one mp mp Come looks, heard of. looks the same looks it's the same the exact same it's neon lime green, green m. lime green with a big n and why not yeah why not um so now tiger's not, not to take away from the crash right tiger's now, rocking yeah. an all this is an odd transition an all black <laughs> bag with bright Lime green monster energy logos all over it. Um, and that cost monster seven million dollars. And the big cat, the big cat is back. Are you will? Are you? Is this? Are you saying right now that the Tiger Woods is back? Like what? What does that even? The mean? big cat. What does that, that mean? He had what? Two eagles. He had two eagles in nine two holes eagles on the front nine today. I know he only shot three under. He didn't record a birdie, but he shot <laughs> he shot three under. Sure, but two, two eagles, eagles is pretty good. Hot so, take from Spencer Star. So that, that was in a pro am. That was in a pro am. It didn't mean anything. <laughs> I was gonna say. But in tournament time, Tiger's making those putts. He's gonna tear this thing up. It's his tournament. There's only 18 people in the field. Look, it's golf. He's got till he dies to do this. I'm excited to see Tiger back, but Man, we'll, wait, we'll wait and see until he gets to golf, some PGA Golf events. needs Tiger back. You guys want to put a little side bet on Tiger Woods? I'll say that Tiger Woods will not win a major ever again. Oh, I'll, I'll bet you, you up on that. that. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely. I'll ever back. again, that I'm actually, now that I say it out loud, seems silly. We'll not win a major in the next 10 years. I doubt we'll be doing this podcast in 10 years, for the record. But, but I'm sure we'll still we be friends, be. and I will take you up on that bet. Yeah, absolutely. How much you want to bet? We're not even that big of friends. How much you want to bet? Uh, <laughs> well, we should put a, we should put a, a side bet, not a monetary bet on it. We'll... No, monetary bet. Monetary bet. We'll, I'll put... We'll figure this what, out. What, do you, what kind of money you have to lose sitting around this miser? We'll, we'll follow I'm next week. Exactly we'll talk about this. We'll talk about next week. All right, let's I'll go. Let's, let's move into the... Uh, let's yeah. end this show. Tiger's definitely going to win a major Let's move into the year. end of the this show. This year. Hot take from... There's the hot take. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. This was another great week on this It was. It's always a good week. I had good fun. Speaking of hot take, we should probably guess on our wing flavor. Let's see. I'm I'm two for three on the wing flavors Can we get a this hint? year. Zach's killing you. Um, it, they might enjoy this flavor in the southeast. Mm. Southeast. It's the United States. I know you're not. 
We, we question your geography. States? Your geography. I thought today. he was going southeast of the world. I was going Tigan. Well, I'm glad I specified <laughs> the southeast of America. Southeast. Um, mm. You know what? I bet he brought some of this Bama culture to us. I'm thinking honey barbecue. Mm, southeast. I'm thinking honey barbecue. I'll say this, I'm running out of flavors. We're gonna, the next week maybe the first time we repeat a flavor, I'm gonna do my best to to not, but I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking honey barbecue. I'm that's limited to what HB has to gotta be it. The fine folks at HB. Southeast, that's gotta be, yeah, Southeast, yeah. Southeast, huh? Yep. That's well, it. I'm going with straight fire. I'm going with the Tabasco style, hot, spicy, straight buffalo sauce. All right. We will be back next week with the answer for that. Uh, Gentlemen, I'd love to ask, like, do you think I got fake stats by you? And if you had, what what do you think? I think you got one by us. I missed a couple of things to write down. I got to say, you weren't as active today. Yeah, but you weren't throwing as many stats out. You're a sneaky little guy. But we were trying to check stats as you were giving stats. So we saw you. I think you got one by. Gentlemen. Stuck three by you. Damn. Spencer, you and I had a conversation about how many losses in a row that Baylor had. I mentioned they had six. You said, really? I said, uh, yeah. And you agreed with me. They were on five losses in a row for the season. Six total. Uh, when talking about... Oh, six and five. When talking about Jake Browning, I mentioned that he had 250 passing yards before the second half. Pull that number out of there. See, that's the one he got whenever he was like that was three the one touchdowns guys, in the first quarter. Yeah. Snuck it in the middle. And then we started looking at it. And you know what? And, and at that and point, I, I was like, me. you know what? That I, that's kind of like a half stat. But when I was talking about Auburn, I, mes- I mentioned that the Tigers were the second best running offense yeah. going into the Iron Bowl. Before the Iron Bowl, they were number one. That one's for you, Haley. Thank you again for the microphones. And thank, and thank you, you everyone else, if you're still listening. There's no way. To There's tune no way in. Still listening. We appreciate hey. every second that you give hey. us a listen. Hey, Ballad. Ballad, I just want to say that, um, um, hold on. This is great radio. Oh. Nobody cares <laughs> about your fake stats. Um, <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening. Thank we are... Like the Sports Buzz. I'm your host, Spencer Stillman. My co-host, Zach Shannon a, Our horrible producer, Zach Ballad. Thank you so much. Thank you to Strangeland Brewery. Check them out on Facebook, Twitter. Give them a visit at the brewery. And we will be there on Saturday. Come see us. <laughs> Cheers, everybody. This party is officially over. <laughs> <laughs>